everyone. Today is Thursday, the 21st of February, 2019. This is episode 456. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Gore is here, and we're going uh, real quick. Oh, yep. Try and get this done real quickly, this show. One hour. Do it. One, one hour? Okay. Yep. 15 minutes. <laughs> 15 minutes. We can do it. <laughs> All right, we're done here. We, we, we just started exit now, and we'll uh, yep. maybe finish play, up by that. Play the outro music. Play the tunes. Yep. Um, What's happening? Yeah. Nothing, I guess. I'm hungover. Went to mm. a game preview here yesterday, and then me and, me and Nate... I don't know, drank fucking ages, drank heaps for fucking ages, oh my lord, I must have had like fucking eight or nine pints in the space of like three hours. Right. I don't know, how, like I distinctly remember going up to order another round and, and leaving. no, like stumbling <laughs> over the words, like, bleh, 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 bleh. could I get, um, yeah, two pints, pints? the dude's like sure and that was like not even our second last fucking round like we were gone there's there was some that was not responsible service of alcohol i'll tell you what (laughs) anyway uh but yeah that's about it just hanging out you know not going on massive overseas trips yeah about that that's about it staying at home and playing games instead sounds like he backed it up eh oh yeah he did yeah that was, you know, the entire game plan was to make sure he stayed away till 10. The the classic jet lag trick. Because um, I feel like he had about two hours sleep. Yeah, that's what he was saying. Yeah. And Over the entire 24-hour flight. Yep. Yeah. Uh, still good. Anyway, so yeah, 24 hours, eh? Hey? How are you feeling? You're I'm reckon, fine. You slept for fucking 40 hours or some shit. Yeah, on the plane back. So we got a, a flight from Canada to New York. And then from New York to LA. And on that leg, I slept about two and a half to three hours. And that's about a five, five hour, 55 minute flight. Yep. Um, and then when I got on the LA flight, that's about a 15 hour flight. I slept probably 11 to 12 hours. Um, like we had dinner. And then I went to sleep and got up and there was three hours left on the flight. Nice. I served breakfast. I played some games and that was about it. Uh, yeah, so then last night I set up a lot. Yesterday did like a ton of transcribing mm-hmm. and then went to bed at like 11.30 and woke up this morning at about 7. Has so, Nate not shown you his transcribing trick? Yeah, it's I've seen it. It seems like too much effort because, too much effort. like, <laughs> I've I've looked at it what it spits back out of you, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I can type quicker than what it'd fucking take me to fix up all the editing on that thing. <laughs> but then you have to actually type it. <laughs> but there's words there that is just like they don't make any sense. There's no paragraphing. There's no full stops. Like none of that stuff. It's just like a wall of text where some of it sort of makes sense. And especially like the ones he was showing me was, um, we, we were, <laughs> we were interviewing, uh, people from Ubisoft and like they obviously speak, um, their local language is a bit different to ours, but when they're speaking English, for whatever reason, it was transcribing it and thinking they were French. 
And so he'd get all these like French words like mixed in between and shit. And it's just like, nah, man, that's not. Was it not because of their outrageous French accents? Yeah, yeah. Or it could have been that people in the background were talking and picked up on that or something. I'm not sure. Anyway, he showed me that whole thing. And I'm just like, nah, man, I'm good. I'll just write. Like, I can bash out a, you know, 20 minute interview in like half an hour or something like that. <laughs> it's not that hard. Fuck that, man. I hate transcribing so much. I will happily listen and fix words as opposed to fucking banging it all out myself. I hate yeah. it. I hate but it. also, like, I'll, I don't do all of it all the time. It'll be like, ah, oh, this bit is just like not worth. Yeah. Like whatever they've said is not worth it. And other times I'll be like, oh, actually, that's a pretty good answer. Because sometimes I'll just zone out and I'll be thinking of like my next question or like something they've already said and trying to remember that for the next question or just like, yep. yeah, it's sometimes by the time you've done a 30 minute conversation with somebody and there's bits that you want to pull out, you just forget about it sometimes because they've said so much, especially when you've done like six of them yeah. in the course of a couple of hours and it's just all muddled up. Like who told me that? Was it this person or yeah. Mm. So anyway, transcribing is fun. Woo. Um, yeah, cool. Um, well, yeah, I played a game that I can't talk about for a couple of weeks and that's about it, I guess. Uh, yeah, it's sort of been hanging out back here. Playing games for our wonderful listeners to <laughs> describe the games, to explain to them what's good and what's bad. And this right. week, it's mostly bad. Mostly bad. Mm. Right. Mm. Should we start off on the good then? Let's go. Um, I'll talk about Mario and Rabbids quickly. I played this on the plane. It was my plane game. My I need a Switch game, and so I'm going to play that. And we've talked about it before. Yep. Um, I think it's really good. a really good take on the XCOM formula yeah um it's not as like complex but it does its own things as sort of different to the xcom xcom games um but it's also still challenging at some points like there's there's some of the later missions that can get quite um quite a bit harder and then there's like challenges that it offers up at you to to try and um make things a bit more difficult but yeah man that game is a lot of fun i am looking forward to the sequel because i guarantee you they they make a, a sequel to that we may even hear about it this year i feel like 100 getting close um that oh yeah game, i think sold really well it reviewed excellent so um it's a great playing game because a lot of those levels um they can be played in like chunks like bursts yeah. you don't have to just sit down for hours but but that's the way i kind of played it so um that's all I really want to say about that. Like, it's it's a solid playing game. Like, mm. people always ask us for playing games, and I think the Switch on certain games can be good. Look, um, I will fucking go to my grave kicking and screaming the, the surface with Dead Cells and Slay the Spire is the best fucking playing combo. Full stop. And you don't need a Switch. Hmm. Fuck, fuck that. You don't need a switch. I'm mostly still angry because my switch battery is fucked. And yeah. every every time I go to look up how to fucking replace it, like fix it myself, because I consider myself to be not necessarily handy, but uh, like good enough to replace a fucking battery, my like eyes just glaze over, and I'm just like. Uh... 
I need this battery, but it has to be a C variant if my switch model is this. I didn't even fucking realize there were multiple switch models. It just seemed like it's the fucking same deal. Yeah, right. And then I go down like a rabbit hole, like, what if I got a bigger battery? Blah, 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 blah. And then I just... Can you do that? I don't, I don't know. I don't know shit. <laughs> I know enough to know that I don't know shit. Um, yeah, so I just give up and put my switch back and go back to playing Slay the Spire. Um, yeah. No, uh, yeah, no, the Rabbids, like, the only time I played it was on a plane. It was on planes. So, uh, yeah. like, I, I've got no interest, to be honest, in playing it outside of the plane. But, primo on a plane. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, all right, should I talk about Six Invitational then? Do it. I went to um, to Canada, Montreal, with Ubisoft, who flew me over as a guest to check out the Six Invitational mm. 2019, which is Rainbow Six Siege uh, esports tournament, like their major tournament of the year. And also during that event, they reveal a lot of the um, sort of the content for the year and what's coming up, what yep. people can be excited for. Mm. So I went. Um, I went last year and then had the chance to go this year again, which is cool. Yep. We talked about it a little bit last week. We were following Fnatic, who is the Australian team um, that made it through to the um, uh, to the event. Yep. And they had only played their first game in their group, and they um, they won that game. It was two to one against uh, Reciprocity. Yes. And I think I was saying that I thought that if they played that way the rest of the games, they were going to be in a bit of trouble, um, at mm. least on the main stage, because they were doing some sloppy things. I don't, did you get a chance to watch it at all? Because you hadn't seen it yeah, at that I'm, stage. Well, I'm watching VODs of everything. Fuck, I love how good are VODs. <laughs> Best way to watch anything. Um, yeah. Yeah, I wound up watching VODs. Um, I didn't think they were that sloppy in Reciprocity. I just thought they were, like, Reciprocity created a lot of good pressure. Yeah, I, th- I think it was just that whole... They they were too many occasions where at the end of the match, it was just kind of run in and hope they could get the kills yeah. as opposed to... And, it, like, there was a lot of times where the time would just tick down and they ran out of time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So that, that's what I was, I was saying. They need to tighten up that part. Yeah. If they tighten that bit up, they would they would have been... Primo going on there, um, mm. the rest of the game. So uh, the next day they played FaZe Clan, mm. who are a, uh, a big team out of Brazil. Yep. Uh, Latin America. And... Um, That's South America. Brazil's South America. Sorry. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> and that was a uh, really good game. It. I got up for that one. And they... Um, yeah, man. They played, like, their mind out. They They... Picked uh, the first map was Border, yep. And they play. They've got an excellent Border. I feel like Fnatic. They um, yeah. They play really well on Border. The second map was Bank, and I don't know. I think I said this last week. I don't like Bank as a spectator map. I think it's terrible. Yeah. Um, you didn't say it last week. I don't. Think and I brought this up multiple times to developers. Yeah. <laughs> that I, that I don't like. Bank. What's wrong with it as a spectator? <laughs> I just think it's so fucking boring. Like, I like the top two sites. I think they're good. Good yeah. fun to watch. Things happen. The yeah. bank vault f- needs to change. Something needs to change the bank vault. I hate the whole concept of it. It's That's with, like the number one plant site in the game because it's so easy to defend. Yeah. Um, and so all you see is people trying to fucking reverse plant in the back of the vault 
and that is it. That is just so boring to watch as a spectating yeah. game. You're just looking for one team to screw up. I mean, like there's some cool tactics that come out in terms of people throwing uh, grenades to try and mask the sound of the plants happening or bringing out Monty's to try and stop like people shooting so so you can't like the Sex Panther move basically. Yep. Copying the Sex Panther move. And um, yeah, man, I just don't like it. I think it's more entertaining on some of those other like plants to watch at least. That's the way I feel. Yeah. Um, and it's been going on, I feel like, since... It's it's been a while, like over a year and a bit. Um, it is kind of narrow, eh? Like it is just a couple of long hallways and some fucking holes in the roof as the primary entry. That's where all the plants know? come yeah. from, like that one spot. Yeah. In that particular corner, most of the time. Like it's just so so stale yeah. to watch. That's my major problem with that. Yeah, no, yeah, that's fair. Anyway, I um, like, but I really like the other sites though. That's yeah, the, that's what I'm saying. Problem. I like, like those I other really sites. like the other ones, so I don't mind. Like, I think the vault is an okay payoff, I guess. I don't know. But the, the thing is, that's the primary one. So you see yeah. that. It the could be worse. They could be time. playing Kano. They, well, they wouldn't be. Nobody's playing Kano. I know. It's not even like a... <laughs> I think it's not even like in the ranked. It's not in rotation. Yeah. <laughs> rotation. Yeah. <laughs> um, so shit. Bank was a good fun map to watch some play against FaZe. It went to 8-7, mm. so into overtime. Um, the way overtime works in, in most of these games is uh, you get to 6-6, six, six, so 6 six apiece, and then it's uh, best of three, so you need to get two points. If you, jump, if, if you go on uh, Red Bull, yep. you can read a really good uh, piece by Nate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just makes how, sense how to watch Rainbow Six um, but uh, yeah we had a lot of discussions about the match the match and like trying to figure out what the fuck was going on fuck man and asking was... PR people and then not knowing like I was literally things. about to hit fucking punch the fucking publish button on that piece and he's like yeah I think I fucked up and uh, uh and I'm like what uh, and yeah, he's like yeah I think I fucked up how the um the rounds work like explaining how the, the round system work works and then so i'm waiting and uh i'm watching the mods while i'm waiting for him to to confirm it and i'm like oh fuck yeah he did <laughs> whoops yeah, right. uh but we fixed it up um but yeah it's, it's the whole thing's first to seven uh and if you don't have a two-round advantage so if you're not seven five at least then it'll go to overtime basically yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, right. eight, eight. Eight, is, seven. Eight, seven is... Third map went to uh, Clubhouse, which yep. was... Um, I feel like Fnatic's being playing pretty good on Clubhouse. They played, I think, Wreck on that one as well. Mm. If I recall, I'm just checking quickly. They did. Yeah, and they won on that one as well. Um, they, they were just doing really good jobs of, like, having... A team member literally hold a room and having five other people on the other team trying to clear that one room. There were stages there where it was like two minutes had gone past on the top, on the clock. That person, whether or not they had, they die has done their job because they've wasted 80% of the game time on trying to clear one room. And that's what you want. Like you want that sort of thing to happen. So they played that. Yeah. Um, they played that clubhouse really well. And I like the changes that have gone into Clubhouse to make it more viable for a, um, uh, for like a 
a pro game. Um, it sounds like there's still issues with the bar, um, like not a lot of teams picking the bar site much, but the other two sites are still really fun to watch. Um, watch yep. what's going on. So they ended up winning that one, um, yep. which means that they basically topped their group. They're at yeah. the top of uh, Group A, which is awesome. Um, they were. Uh, they got like the Team Liquid call as well. Did you see that? Um, was it Team Liquid that? Uh, sorry, uh, not Team Liquid. Um, Liquid Dota said that OG yeah. would be the worst team at the uh, the international. Uh, and was it Siege GG? Yep. said Fnatic would be the worst team at six invitational then they topped their fucking group hilarious yeah yeah, yeah. we saw a lot of that flying around um, I saw Dizzle <laughs> retweeted it and was like I want names of the two people that, that backed us <laughs> yep let's uh, yeah. go anyway um, so yeah awesome stuff from them um, it was a tough group really tough group I thought yep. not as tough as like obviously the the group with like um g2 esports in it yeah um, i feel like group d was also tough with evil geniuses nora rango penta it's a tough group um yep but yeah i think uh Fnatic did an awesome job in in group a yep so that was that basically secured them a spot into the top eight and then um main stage which is where where they ended up last week last year which was awesome yeah Really good spot. Do we want to just keep going through yeah, this, this part? Yep. Um, yeah, and then so day one kicked off. We um, we were actually at the Ubisoft office in Montreal um, while day one was happening. So didn't actually get a chance to watch really any of the games. Um, there was talk of them trying to move the, the actual first um, sh- match. Because it was basically an APAC showdown. It was Fnatic versus Norango. Mm. And that was one of the things I was kind of worried about leading up until like this thing was... It seemed like the seeding was sort of really primed for an APAC showdown. Um, I didn't really like that because it just meant you wouldn't... I mean, you're basically knocking out an APAC team. Like It sort of felt like they didn't want to have an APAC final or something like that to me. Um, but that's what ended up happening. And so... It would have been good to have that game end up being moved to later on in the day yeah. because in its current spot, it meant that the game was being played at like two or three in the morning in um, in APAC time. So the people that would be watching it, um, you know, it, it wouldn't work out as well for them. If they literally just swapped it for the fourth game of the day, it would have been perfect time for people in the time zone of the teams. Yeah to watch like yeah it's just that's just dumb that's just dumb fucking broadcasting like it's there's nothing it doesn't impact the competitive integrity to reschedule uh a match like Mm -hmm. to or to schedule matches in a certain order like it's not like they drew a short straw and that's why they had to go first yeah uh like it's literally just the same game played later and at a more at prime time, essentially for yeah. the people at home. Um, yeah, and you want to hear something crazy? The 
that match eventually ended up being the fourth most watched match in the entire competition. Yeah, really? So, you think about what it would have ended up being like if it was in a uh, APAC time slot. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's dumb. That's super yeah, dumb. It is dumb. So, yeah, I also, didn't get a Also, I heard that there were two preview sessions. Yes. And you went to the one that was scheduled during the APAC teams. They flew you 30 hours around the world <laughs> and then yep. made you... Yeah, that's... No, it's good. Whoever yeah. scheduled this shit, uh, fuck, I hope they do train timetables or something. They probably do actually do train timetables, but for Sydney specifically, and that's why every fucking thing is late all the time. Hmm. Um, yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, APAC versus... Sorry, not APAC. APAC Showdown, um, yeah. Fnatic versus Norango. Norango and, stomped. Um, <laughs> did you end up watching this one at all? No. No, okay. No. So I haven't actually watched it either. Yeah. <laughs> but it did not go well for uh, Fnatic. Fnatic no. um, played Bank again. When they pulled that map out, I was like, oh man, like, yeah. It was a close game already on their last um, showdown. So I thought that it might have been uh, a bad map choice, but ended up going into overtime yeah. with uh, Norango winning that one 6 8. And, um, yeah. And then next up was Villa and yeah, Fnatic got destroyed seven to one. So that was, I believe that was Norango's map. Um, yeah, it just did not, they didn't do well at all. So I ended up knocking them out of the competition. Um, which is also dumb. Not a fan of single eliminations in general. I just, you know, I don't know why you wouldn't maximize the amount of fucking play time that you can get. Yeah. people to watch but yeah I talked to people about that as well yeah um, I've got some articles going up about it but yeah it seems like even the um, the teams would, wouldn't mind having double elimination I mean all the, the t- once you make the I main watch, stage you sh- it should be double elimination 1000% yeah uh, I understand that it is complex from a um, logistical standpoint sure but holy shit, uh, you've come so far and then, yeah, you lose it all just because you have an off morning. Right. Is, especially after sweeping your fucking group, like after cleaning your way through the group to get immediately bumped from a, like to a team that you play fucking all the time as well, no less. Uh, yeah. Fucking dumb. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I spoke to Dizzle about that um, double elimination, and then they brought up basically the same sort of stuff. Dizzle's the the coach manager, yeah, of Fnatic. Um, yeah, and, and that like basically, yeah, they play Noranga all the time. They know each other pretty well. Um, they, you know, they can basically have a bad hour, and that will ruin their entire tournament if they've been playing well. Um, he, he mentioned he would like to see an extra two days. Um, he thinks it'd be good. It would mean that the first day wouldn't be also a 12-hour day because it starts at about 10. Right. Finishes at about 11. Yeah. Um, and then those next two days, grand final day is just the one game. Um, and that starts yeah. at like 2.30 in Canada. So you've got all this time to sort of have I mean you can stretch it out is basically what they're saying is throw another two days in there have a double elimination 
um, you end up with better games. Right, double elimination, loses bracket, goes best of ones. I would, I still think that would be significantly better than, yeah, like single elimination, anything. It's, Ugh, ugh. Uh, I love I love the losers bracket rematch. I love the fucking losers bracket story. I love mm-hmm. seeing, like I thought fucking to go back to the Dota well. Like uh, I thought the <laughs> LGD coming back in against OG for the possible fucking payback time was yeah. an unbelievably exciting storylines. Like and they won best best of five or best of yeah. Were they best of eight. I can't remember. No, five, yeah. Like, yeah. I yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, it's just stupid. Yeah, um, there's, there's, there's a lot that they do with Rainbow Six that I just heart, heartily disagree with. Mm-hmm. Like, really aggressively disagree with. I don't get it. Anyway. Yeah. Um... So anyway, uh, Noranga was a crowd favorite, man. That yeah. they were so loved, they, like just because they're their their presence on stage. Uh, their coach is super hype. He's always like one hundred and ten percent. They were doing these silly dances during the games, uh, which which the Fnatic crew obviously adopted as well. Um, and so yeah, man, like they were the crowd was hundred percent behind Noranga. All of the matches that they played. So it would have been good to see them in the final. Um, yeah. Because I think it would have definitely been... A, like, I think Noranga would have been a crowd favorite against G2 in the grand final. Yeah. Because uh, Noranga ended up um, getting knocked out in the semi-final. Sorry, the... Yeah, semi-finals. Yeah, semi- what, Team Empire, was it? Yeah, Team Empire, the Russian team. Yeah. Um, Empire were just playing ridiculously good, so... And they still got swept, right? By G2. Yeah, and then so it was a G2 final. And it was... I mean, going into it, we were all like, G2's going to win this thing for sure. It's just... They're just so dominant the last two years, basically. A year and a half. Yeah. Um, G2 is the team that won the last Invitational. They won, you know, the last big major event at Rio. <laughs> they're, they're either first or second at all the major events. They won the one before that as well when they were still... Who are they? Were they Penta there? They or? were Penta at the last Invitational. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Same team, I think, except for yeah. one player. They swapped out. Yeah, they um, just slam. Yeah. But anyway, the, the cool story about the final... Did you watch this one at all? Yes, I did. Yes. was fucking awesome, that first map. It was uh, Coastline, and it went to 22 rounds. Ludicrous. So I... the, way, the way it works in a grand final match is the... Um, if you end up with a draw, uh, it goes into overtime and the uh, it goes into unlimited overtime where you need to win by two. Sort of like a tennis, sort of like fucking tennis, right? Where you need to basically yeah. best your opponent by two points. And that's what ends up happening in unlimited overtime. Yep. And this game went for ages, like a couple of hours. It, uh, it was intense, man. It was so good to watch in the crowd. Everybody was going off, man. It was just um, really good, like really good siege play. It was yeah. uh, it was just insane. The the level of how close that map was between one another. And um, I think that was just like the thing that like, as soon as the Empire lost that map, they lost the entire match. 
It would have been so fucking draining. It would have yeah. been so draining. Oh my god! Like, yeah, I can I can imagine tilting after like giving everything to try and win that one map and then failing. I can I can imagine tilting. Hmm. Yeah, and then so next up was Border. Um, G two won that seven four, and then Bank was seven one. They yeah. just destroyed them on Bank. Yeah. Yeah. So. All in all, like G2 was just playing ridiculously well. And after that first match, I, I, sp- I ended up speaking to the coach immediately after um, after they won. Uh, they did a they did their quick ceremony on stage. And then, you know, 15, 20 minutes later, they ended up back in the media room. And I had a chance to talk to their coach straight off the bat. And um, yeah, man, I basically asked them like what it was like playing in that last or in that, that coastline match because it went on for ages like basically what what was he telling his team and um yeah he's saying that he kind of gave them he felt like they were getting like too much like they were playing too cautiously right and so they they really needed that time out to tell their guys to just just play it the way you want to play it and they they did really well yeah um and then he said as soon as they won that match it seemed like that team empire just gave up yeah, because that was it from then on. So, um, yeah, I mean, like you don't. I think people don't think of esports in terms of momentum, but it, like momentum is so huge uh, in esports uh, yeah. because it's it's so much a mental game, and so yeah, that that really changes. It can really change, and like mastering that mental uh, aspect is a huge thing for a lot of teams. It's a, I remember talking to like the Aussie coach for Overwatch at the World Cup. Mm-hmm. And, and he was saying one of the like biggest things that he reckons the Overwatch League teams, like players get, uh, is, is tools to manage their headspace while they're right. playing. Yeah. Um, and he reckons that's like, that's what, that's the difference between the custers on the team and the other guys who aren't in the Overwatch League yet. But he's still, like, as a coach, he still tries to give them, like, a crash course and that type of shit. Give right. the other guys a crash course and that. And I think it's, yeah, it's an interesting way to look at, like, growing your players. Yeah. Um, and, and I guess it it'd help to stop a lot of tilting and stuff yeah right um so yeah he put it down to a bit of that like just the the slug fest i think was the word that he used yeah um the other thing he mentioned was that the during the pick and ban phase the maps um that basically team empire kind of fell into their trap of picking a map for them that they were going to choose anyway um which was border so they they ended up picking um they banned they said they banned consulate and they thought that that like all right well we'll pick we'll end up picking border for you know for our map but then empire ended up picking it for them and so it was like all right now we've got another one map we can play yeah. instead so they were just given maps easily freehand to just go and dominate in um but like obviously empire thought that they they would have the edge yeah right it's just it's but G2. at the same time you look at the stats and border 
yeah. is one of G2's best maps. Right. <laughs> like they have, I think they've lost it twice, I think was the stat Eesh. that I've seen. Um, right. Well, that's kind of nuts. Yeah. Didn't go well for them. Uh, and then I kind of asked them about, I'll just keep talking about it, may as well. I asked them about APAC because um, I had the time to, to you know, talk to them. Um because I know that when I spoke to Dizzle before the event, they said that they were practicing with G2 again this year. So they practiced against them last year when they were Penta. Yep. Um, and that was something that Penta mentioned to us during our interview last year. So, yeah, I just thought I'd bring it up again and, and sort of get their opinion on sort of the APAC scene, how it's going, because Noah Rango and Fnatic were a top four team at uh, Rio yeah. at the end of last year. They both made top eight this year. Unfortunately, only one can go through because we got paired up against each other. Yeah. So we had a Norango go through top four again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and he, he basically said like flat out that last year he 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 didn't really think they deserved a spot. APAC deserved, uh, well, two spots in um, right. the competition. That APAC really hadn't proven themselves at any of those tournaments before because, um, you know, they were a very new in the scene um and he said that basically they apac is now one of the best teams in the world now and Regions. they wholeheartedly think that yeah they they can hold their own with any of these teams yeah so they've um apac has really turned it around in terms of siege the last year they've proven that even though we're so far away um if you put a good pro scene together with a good tournament structure you can go head to head with any of the, the teams in the world so uh, yeah, I, I think I've, we've said this before. I think Rainbow in Australia and APAC um, is one of the best to- co- uh, to- competitions that's going right now. Yeah, where the, the tournament structure is great. They Ubisoft supports it so well around here. It's it's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yeah, so that was good. The, the actually they ended up winning. So the prize pool was uh, two million dollars, capped at two million. It went way above um, two point five, from what I was told. Oh, okay. um, by the esports guy, and they capped it at two million, basically, so that they could redistribute the other winnings or the other um, the five hundred thousand or whatever it was above that to mm. the other tournaments throughout the year, so right. that they were a, a bit beefier in terms of the money. Okay. Um, so G two ended up winning eight hundred thousand from that tournament, which is awesome. Well, that's really good for that's them. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, really big, really big competition. It's one of I think it's in the top ten now in terms of esports prize winnings. At right. least Rainbow is. So it's, it's it's done well. Uh, it's a good tournament. I enjoyed it. The um the layout was a bit different to last year. It was it was still in it was in a, like a hockey rink, I guess. Sure. Is what it's usually used for. That's a big building in Canada, isn't it? Yeah, it's the only one. Um, <laughs> whereas last year was sort of in this circular dome type thing and uh the players were sitting in the middle and everybody was surrounding them right. um i thought that was a really good setup this year was more or less half a stadium cut in half yeah. and they were on the like the middle section in the middle of the grounds and then everybody was up in the stands around them um sold out event tons and tons of people there uh, hunger games cannons were back which was good they weren't as loud this year. A bit disappointing in that one because last year you could really feel it in your chest whenever those things kicked off, and it was it was a lot of fun. Um, whereas this year it's like, all right, yeah, cool, it's there, but fucking turn that up a little bit, like just crank it. it needs to be cranked, I feel like. Um, but all the cool effects were in play. You know when bomb plants were going on, the whole arena would flash. 
Um, they had awesome stats on the side of the screens when people were dying. You know, their, their, uh, their little icon would disappear. You had their kills, deaths, assists on there the entire time. Cool. You had the player, um, cameras in front of them. So you could see their faces and their reactions. Um, huge, enormous screen above all the players. There was a sort of a, a wall, a divider separating the players and the crowd. Um, which I thought was a bit unique. Um, the players seemed to really like that, I guess. It meant that to them, they didn't feel like they were really playing in an arena. Um, so the nerves weren't really there for them because to them, they were just playing in front of a wall, basically. Right. Um, it's pretty weird. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to see them sort of do it, the, you know, have the people out there get reactions, but I don't know if that is they're trying to maybe counter like cheating or some shit like that. I'm not really sure the reasoning behind this giant wall in front of people. Um, but at least you can still see them with the cameras and whatnot, um, you know, on the big screens and in front of them. So that's cool. I really like the setup. I thought that next year they can probably host it at the same venue and just sell the other half of the arena and just yeah. have them in the middle easily. I think there's um, the place was packed, man. It was really good vibe. Um Everybody was going for G2 in that last game, like everybody, the entire crowd. But when Norango was on stage, everybody was going for Norango. They just loved <laughs> Norango guys. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. Um, inside the actual venue, they had the same sort of stuff as last year, like all the artwork that was up. They had a bunch of walls around the place that were kind of dedicated to looking at operators and sort of the history behind them and their concepts. Um, they also had. Uh, concepts up for Rainbow Six Siege, like the the idea behind Rainbow, and right. you could look at um, like giant pieces of paper of drawings of people putting together sort of the design of how some of the game would work. Things like barricading walls or breaching uh, breaching walls, things like that. So you get a feel for all right. This is how Rainbow started. It was on a piece of paper, you know, and eventually people went from there and did early tests. So they had videos running of like really early, um, uh, like levels of destruction, destructibility, um, really gameplay, like alpha gameplay videos up. And you can kind of get an idea of how rainbow started to where it was, you know, four years later, which is really cool. Um, they also had a, I believe they had outback playable or burnt horizon playable there as well. Right. Um, which is cool. They did the same thing last year after the embargo dropped. People can go and play the the new content. Yep. Um, but all in all, yeah, it was a really good event. I felt like it's getting like huge, man. Rainbow, I feel like, it, like even looking at my Twitter, um, there were people in the States that were watching it, like a lot of media people. Yeah. Um, it seemed to be doing really well on Twitch. So yeah, I think it's a really good, it's in a really good spot. It's getting bigger and bigger, which is awesome. Nice. Uh, so now what I'll do is I'll talk about some of the year four stuff they talked about. And we spent basically a whole day at, at Ubisoft Montreal looking at the uh, future of Rainbow Six Siege. Mm. Um, you know, everybody knows we're pretty big fans here of, yep. of the game. Uh, I would say that I wasn't particularly a f- uh, fan of the last update uh, mm. with Nomad and Kaid. I feel like... Um, didn't find the map very interesting. Yeah, didn't didn't really like the map. I think Nomad was cool, but I didn't find much. Uh, like, wasn't that thrilled. 
Okay. In, in casual play, at least, like it's like, yeah, okay, whatever. Like yeah. you don't really find much use for her. I feel like she has these traps. High for entertaining, but uh, yeah, yeah, she's an attacking operator. Attacking operator, yeah, yeah. with traps. Yeah. That you can kind of pull on the ground, and um, when defenders would run over it, sort of like launch them in the fucking air and stun them. Mm. And then Kaid is a operator that um, uh, I've just drawn a mental blank. Um, what was he doing? I don't know. I barely played him. Um, oh, the hatches, the fucking hatches. Uh, he's like bandit, but with yeah a throwable a throwable device. Um, that electrifies things within the environment. You can electrify hatches or barbed wire. It's just not shields. very flashy, you know. Yeah, my my whole concept was like I don't understand why he's in the game. Um. You've got yep. Bandit, just redo Bandit. Yeah. Like, if that if you want that. Um, but, yeah, I just like, I just felt like he was underwhelming. So, yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, anyway, so they, they talked about year four. Um, we're getting Cafe Reworks, mm. and I'll go to my notes here. Did you watch the year four panel? No, I watched a... A VOD, <laughs> a video of it, but uh, oh, I watch. you should have watched bits of it. Um, so it looks like they're going to be expanding the second floor a little bit. Yep. Um, I guess it was a bit too sort of tight. You'd had the roof access and um, and getting in through the windows and a couple of, I think there's two hatches up there. No, there's one hatch. One hatch on the stairwell. Yeah, near the dining, the giant dining room. So they're going to be expanding that bit out a bit. Um, downstairs in the bakery, they'll be redoing that. And they'll be moving the bomb site a little bit. I don't know where they didn't show us any of that bit. Top floor will also have like a lot more. You'll be able to walk over the, the that door into the library area. Yep. Uh, which I think is a pretty good idea. Yeah. This so they moved sort of the staircase space. Um, right. I didn't downstairs see the- as well. You know where oh, the okay. Christmas tree normally is. Yeah. In the bar, they've mm-hmm. moved that staircase to the other side, sort of. It looked like towards the entrance wall. Yeah. Right. Right. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Um, second map they announced was Canal. 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 Yeah. Fucking. That should have been the first one they announced. It should be the fucking like highest priority is fixing it to be not an absolute garbage map. Yep. I don't know how you do it. Probably delete half of it. But like, I feel like they're struggling with that one. Oh yeah, I'm, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Because so I I had heard that that it was going to be the first one out of the gate, um, but now it's looking like uh, season three. So it's gonna yeah. they've still got a couple of months left to go on that one. Uh, yeah, one hundred percent. But they talked about changing the bridge, and we changed the bridge that connects two big buildings. You got like the boathouse and the the giant um, office complex, I guess, whatever it is. And then um, they'll be reworking a bunch of the choke points to make it less sort of hallway because it's like not really a lot of places to sort of go in that. That's not my problem with my problem with Canal is that there are fucking four billion fucking windows, windows and yeah. anytime you walk out of your fucking spawn point, you got to check all of them in a fucking heartbeat lest you get fucking peaked. Uh, it drives me fucking bananas. I don't know how the fuck they fix that because by design it is a giant fucking map and they're like unless they close most of the fucking windows forever but then that's a bit claustrophobic isn't it so mm. I don't know 
I don't know. I don't think they can fix it. Right. Uh, third map is Theme Park. This is one of the DLC maps, and um, they'll be changing the layout um, sort of near the trains. They'll be making that less congested. Um, a couple of the other rooms will be getting changes, and the lighting. I'll be fixing up the lighting because they're saying it's too dark in certain areas and too bright elsewhere. Sure. Basically, try to make it less maze-like because um, it's a bit of a maze at the moment as well. So, I'm, I mean, I'm not a f- huge fan of theme park. I think there's some places on that map that are really fun to play. But for the most part, it's I feel like it's too big, too... You get lost in it too easily. For me, uh, as someone that doesn't play it all the time. Um, and it's obviously not a good competition map either because it's not in a rotation. Oh. oh, my God. Could you imagine it in competition play? Yeah. Like, it would be Peak City. I don't think, like, you'd have no reason not to have fucking everyone that's just peaking. Like, mm. spawn peaking their fucking balls off. Because why the fuck wouldn't you? At the very least, you'd punch out every fucking window. Right. Uh, just to, like, it'd take you fucking 40 minutes to walk out of your spawn. You'd have 20 seconds and you're only just getting to the fucking door. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So there were the three three maps they're calling reworks. Uh, you might remember last year they what was did the third one? Cafe, Cafe, Canal, Theme Park. Oh, Theme Park, right. Yeah. So yeah, last year they talked about how Hereford Base would be a a rework. Yeah. Um, they've changed their naming of this a little bit. And uh, Clubhouse was a, a map buff, mm. if you remember that one. That was a really good one. Really good fix. Yeah, and so this sounds like it's a map buff, but they're changing the name to Reworks now. Uh, Hereford Base, from what they're saying, was like a one-off thing. That It doesn't sound like they're going to do that sort of thing again. They're going to focus on sort of the uh, fixing up all the maps, which is good. We've got one new map coming this year, Outback, and then they're fixing the other maps. And I think they're at a point where they're pretty happy with the amount of maps that are in the rotation or in the pool. There's mm-hmm. no point adding all these, you know, a new map every three months um because yeah as we've said like you and i we play these maps and we get lost in them and when we jump in every once in a while to play it like getting to learn them can be quite difficult so i think they've got enough at the moment making them competition viable is the next step so it's a good spot um they talked about reverse friendly fire Mm. there's a new fix in it working on where if if you kill someone in a team um and then you start damaging other players on your team you will automatically start taking that damage instead of them, yep. which is seems like a good fix. Um, yeah, it's it's a good fix for the like trolls, uh, like the you know the going into just murder everyone mm-hmm. types, but it does sort of still fuck the solo person who gets lumped in with a four stack. We're all being fuckheads because they can just the four stack can team kill with that like with impunity still, you know. I mean, I wonder how that works, right? If it's going to just if it just detects like, all right, this person's getting team kill all the time, and so the, the damage automatically just goes straight off of them. They should like, do like what, what I reckon they should do is put reverse friendly fire on for the first like thirty seconds of any map. Hmm. Right? Like, that way, yeah. But then there's nothing to stop someone following someone else around and doing it. Waiting yeah. for that 30 seconds and then just killing them straight away. That's fine. Like, if that's the, that's 30 seconds of their own time that they've pissed away as well. That's, like, they 
if they're going to go that hard out just to do it, then they're going to find some other way to do it anyway, right? Like, it should just be... Inst- I just think it should be instantaneous because there's no... Like, the reason the first team kill is not punished mm-hmm. is because... Uh, they don't want like accidental, like you know the just general casual playlist type shit where someone strafes in front of you while you're fucking shooting and right. you pop them in the back of the brain and send their eyes flying down the hallway. Like that's you know you can't punish that, but if like there's no way that's happening inside the th- first thirty seconds, so. Like, there's no way you're in an engagement with other mm-hmm. players in the first 30 seconds, except in extremely odd circumstances. So, yeah, I just don't think... I think it'll be a, a good one to have it triggered on time. I don't know if they can or not. Yeah, I have no idea how it works at the moment other than they've showed off yeah. those specific parts. Um, they talked about improved casual play. They're putting in a, um, a smaller playlist, so you'll be able to click on casual... And then it'll throw you into like a rotation of, I guess it's like three maps. It looks like no, that's the new one. That's the new player, new yeah. rotation. That's not the casual rotation. Isn't that the same thing? No, right. Because if you're under rank fifty, yeah, if you're under rank fifty, you go into the regular old casual playlist. Yeah, uh, which is literally every map. Like, every map is available in the casual. Um, the newcomer one is something you have to choose to go into, I believe. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and that's the three maps. That's uh, Yeah, that's just three maps. And is it like a restricted pool of operators as well? Or am I... Is that just because they're new? I think they're just new. <laughs> so they um, have operators. I'm not 100% sure on that one. But yeah. Smaller map pool uh, to sort of get people into understanding the game a bit better. Do you know what the maps are? No. I mean, they showed the, the stuff they went into during our presentation and what they showed on the, the actual stage was very different. Like, I have a lot more notes <laughs> right. during the uh, the one they showed on stage because like, what the fuck? They didn't talk about any of this stuff. Um, it seems like they went into detail a lot deeper for the people that played the game as opposed to media that were just there to cover it which is you know for some of us i would like to go deeper fucking idiotic oh my god yeah what's the point oh my god why would you fly people so far around the world oh my god (laughs) and so the other one is um they're changing ranked play uh it's coming out of beta looks really snazzy um they've got a lot of stats on there now um like tracking your performance and whatnot they're throwing in pits, picks and bans into that mode as well, so you'll be able to ban operators and and um, the same way I guess the esports uh, mode works. So it's in basically in line with that now, which is cool. Uh, that's kind of the way you want it. Um, yep. So yeah, it looks looks really looks really slick. They talked about how they're going to be improving the uh, pick screen as well. It'll be like a, a operator album now with your. Um, your characters all lined up as opposed to at the moment it's kind of like the little icon that shows you their their ability um whereas they want to go for a bit more like a you know focusing on characters a bit more um like the you know these are the operators you want to pick so 
that's kind of a cool thing that they're, they're looking at at the moment, which is fun. Um, I'll go into my other notes that I've got here. They're changing a couple of buffs and, and nerfs to some of the characters. Ash is removing her ACOG, and that's kind of a test to uh, a bunch of the attackers at the moment have these ACOG sites with scopes on them. Yep. And they they want her to sort of, I guess, not be standoffish. Like, if you're going to breach a door, right. we don't want you standing at the back. You, you know, you've got to be close up. That's um, ridiculous. Because Ash, Ash at the moment is one of the most picked picked yep. car- characters, and they're trying to look at ways to sort of bring her down a little bit. And that's one of the ways they're, they're sort of investigating that. I suppose. Yeah. Um, so they'll toy around with that one and see how it goes. And if it works well, maybe some of the other characters will lose their ACOGs as well for the attackers. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, Glaz, getting a change. Glaz is, at the moment, able to throw down smokes. And with his IR scope, uh, use his thermal to look at people through smokes and shoot them. Uh, which means that he's a walking sniper rifle man with being able to clear out rooms and they yep. don't really want him to play that way they want him to be a sniper rifle person sort yep. of sits back and it's an interesting change because the way it works now is you throw a smoke down and if you're oh sorry if you're moving your thermal stops working and the moment you stop it clicks back on and you can see the outline of the person um, which means that you need to either be pushing and not using that thermal scope or sitting back and just sitting behind the smoke, which is, I guess, the way the way they want him designed to be played. They don't want him pushing into rooms and clearing it out. Yeah. Um, so I think it's, yeah, it's an interesting change. Might nerf him too much for pro play. I think um, I think it's, it's going to render him unpicked. Yeah. Um, the interesting thing Dizzle was saying was that it depends on how much they change it. And I didn't get a chance to really look at the video too much but he was saying that if they end up still having him to be able to see the terrain so see the objects in the environment which is the way it works now um then it's not that big of a nerf for them because they don't need to know where people are they just need to be able to navigate the terrain to tell where they're going for for glass what yeah i don't understand so normally when you throw smoke down it, it hinders your sight you can't see anything in the room I understand the function of smoke I understand how they use glass to glass could still be able to maneuver a room and be able to still see doors and still be able to know that maybe someone's there and still shoot at doors and whatnot. do they not know these fucking maps <laughs> Yeah, but not if there's giant smoke in the fucking room and you're trying to it's walk fucking, around. It's the same fucking map. It's just a bit smoky. Like, yeah. Shouldn't they be doing some fucking karate kid shit and playing this game fucking blindfold, blindfold. and whatnot? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> God damn. Yeah. Um, so they were the... Uh, Lesion's getting a bit of nerf. He'll be doing um, half the amount of tick rate damage now. Ludicrous. Um, it seems like they're okay with that. Like... Lesion's more about slowing people down and, and being aware of people being there as opposed to damaging them. So it seems like that's not a huge a huge change for him. Uh, I'm trying to think what else there was. I think it was just those ones that I could tell. Anyway, um, the other change is the global shields are being um, redesigned. They're going to be having glass slits in them now. So you'll be able to place them and actually hide behind them and see if someone's on the other side or coming towards you and actually use them um, 
you know, as like be able to put them in a door, in a doorway and tell if someone else is coming into the room. You can't shoot through the glass slits. It's impenetrable, sort of the same way that um, uh, mirror works, like mirrors worked. It's they're yeah. not huge slits. They're kind of angular in certain spots, so you can't see through the entire thing. It's only certain sections you can see through. But it's an interesting design. Um, we'll see how you know that sort of changes up the gadget selection on some of those operators, whether or not they decide to take shields now. Um, yeah. Because at the moment it's. It's not something that's used a lot, the shields at least. They're kind of... Sometimes you see them paired with up with Bandit yeah. every once in a while, but otherwise shields aren't really there that much. Um, so interesting change, which is uh, really unique. Um, lean, lean spamming, they're going to be fixing that. At the moment, you can kind of just toggle your leaning. Yeah, how are they going to fix that? looks ridiculous. Now there's going to be animations in it where they slow down the animation now um, when you're looking at the person. So you'll still be moving how quickly. Did- how do Fnatic feel about that? All pros um, lean like their fucking SoundCloud rapids. Like, they love that shit. I don't understand. Like, I assume the pros are in panic mode. Yeah, but it's like the... It's the... It's not slowing you down on your end. It's the way it's rendering for the in-game. The way it looks. Because at the moment, it's just all oh, over the okay. fucking shop. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they're just fixing that up. Okay. Um... They talked about esports a little bit, four major events. Yeah. Uh, they're going to APAC this time, which is really cool. Um, nice. Probably be in, I'd say, somewhere in Japan, my guess. I asked them about Australia, and they said, we'd definitely love to come down there. Um, they think that the, what IEM is doing here, down here, is really good. Um, and they'd be more than happy to, to try and tee something up at some stage. So, um, yeah, maybe the year after, we'll, we'll see what kind of happens there. But... I think that was really... So what you're saying is I need to get to a major this year yeah. Yeah, major. while it's in Japan. Yeah, sounds like it. <laughs> I just want to go to Japan. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. What else do they got? I, I guess I can talk about... Oh, there's some more notes here. Oh, they've got a dedicated team for balancing now. Um, that's basically their job. They've changed Lion... You remember yeah. they've been just fucking around with Lion for a while. When yep. he first came out, you'd pop your ult, your ability and he would see everybody through wall if they <laughs> moved for a certain amount of time. Yeah. And you could shoot people through walls and whatnot. They've toned him back. Like they've tried to fix him and they've gotten to a spot now where the next update will be there'll be no more silhouettes. You'll just see like the ping indicators, little blips, and um they'll sort of pulsate. So you'll still get an idea that somebody's around in that area. You just won't know exactly where they are. You won't be able to see their where their head is. I saw an example of it, and it, I think they might have gone a bit too far with it. Like they've yeah. sort of nerfed him into oblivion. There's no fucking point in taking him now. Yeah, I didn't get opinion. a chance to use him. Like, yeah, well, obviously I haven't either. But yeah, it just. I think it's. It seemed like it was worse than fucking Cav stuff. Like, or I guess Cav has to earn her thing, right? Yeah. 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 But yeah. Capital um, um, was the other one they changed um, as well. They changed his fire propagation. So now when you shoot an area, it's actually going to propagate to the other parts of the location. Um, so you don't necessarily have to shoot it on the fucking ground. Like right. it'll, if you shoot it up high somewhere, it'll start going onto the floor and whatnot. 
and it'll force people out of that area. Really good change. Um, probably see him be picked up a lot more, especially yep. in maybe casual. I feel like you might see him a bit more. Um, Mute, a uh, bit of a buff for him. Huge, I thought. Yeah, so the way Mute works now is you'll get an indication on the ground when you're actually buffed by him. So the other, your other team members will get a, like a blue Mute Jammer symbol on your screen when you're in radius of the Mute Jammer. Mm. And for uh, Dokubi, her phone hack will now, um, if you call somebody and your phone is being rung, you yep. can walk into the space of the Mute Jammer and it'll hang up the phone call, which yep. um, is a buff to, to Mute again. Also she's... blocks Mute blocks Lion as well. Yep. Now, um, you if you're standing in range when she triggers the phone, it doesn't, call. It doesn't go off at all. The phone auto turns off after 17 seconds. Yeah, 18 seconds, yeah. 18 seconds, right. Like, yeah. Some good, good changes. Because she, she's picked up, she's used quite a bit. She's just annoying. Because she's opinion. also got that ability to steal people's cameras as yeah. well. So there's two sort of things she can do. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing we saw was Burnt Horizon. The I can't believe it's taking you a fucking hour to get to like, this. You have buried the fucking lead so fucking hard on this one. <laughs> they, Jiminy Jillikers. They had a lot to talk about. Uh, Burnt Horizon is new Australian content. Uh, we've been asking for it for a while, and it's finally here. We have two new operators, Gridlock and Mozzie. Gridlock is a a, a uh, three-armor, one-speed attacking operator with a trap, mm. which is really interesting. She's got these, this uh, like barb stinger device that she can throw out, and it basically starts spitting out these mats with this these spikes on it, and it... It's basically like replicating the entire time, yeah. like across the floor. And I think it ends up spitting about 12 of these mats. And so you can cover a pretty decent area. And the mats, um, they're sort of like a circle or a hexagon, something like that. And they've got spikes on them. And if an enemy walks through them, they get damaged. They take, um, they, they also slow down so they can't move through them very quickly. And um, they are extremely noticeable. You can see them when you are getting up close to them. They're not like a lesion mine where they're completely invisible or anything like that. Like they, you can see these motherfuckers out, mm. spread out throughout the ground. And the idea is to kind of, I guess, um, put these things in hallways or around bomb sites when you take them. And it's an information game now because all of a sudden, if the defender needs to get through that hallway or back into that bomb site, they need to destroy these mats. And they can do that by shooting them. It just takes a single bullet. Um, you can blow them up with explosives. Um, any way that you kind of want to get rid of them with grenades, impact grenades, and they'll be destroyed. But what you're doing then is giving the other players information that somebody's there, yeah. which is a huge thing. She's really interesting to play. Um, they do 10 damage. They do a lot of damage. They're yeah. fucking crazy. Yeah, they may end up nerfing the damage on her, I feel like. But at the same time, they're not hard to, like, miss. You can see them all over the place. Because they just carpet the ground. There's so many of them that come out. They there may even... Seems like there's too many of them. Yeah, and they, they may do even get way rid too of much them damage. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. How many fucking spawn out of one? Like, nine or something? I think it's shit. 12. Oh, my God. It's ridiculous. I thought I heard someone say 12. And that so, the way that this device works, when you throw it on the ground... It, um, it starts spitting out all these maps all over the place and the mats um, 
take a little while to sort of deploy. And if an attacking, oh, sorry, if a defending operator manages to shoot the device, then it stops. Like that's it. The the thing won't spit out anymore. You kind of counted it. Um, she doesn't really have any counters. Doesn't really affect their um, ADS system that Jaeger has. So it's not gonna. You could throw it into a room. It won't won't trigger Jaeger's ADS. Um, but if somebody's in that room, they can obviously shoot the device. So. Yeah, mm. it doesn't affect like um, any, like anything. She doesn't really have a hard counter in terms of what is out there, so that's kind of interesting. I think she'll be picked up um, as a fun operator playing casual for sure. Like she's not one of those operators where people will sort of she'll come out in casual and like no one will play her. Like a vigil, you'll see it every once in a while. Like, yeah. I feel like you're going to see her a lot because she's fun to play. Yeah, which is really cool. She's got an F ninety. Uh, saw rifle and M24 saw as her primary. Her secondary is fucking amazing. It's super shoddy. It's yeah. it's got a stupid amount of bullets in it. It destroys holes in walls really nicely. Um, it's it's really fun. It's uh, it's really good gun. To, uh, really good to play with. Um, the secondary atta- uh, defender. Sorry, the other defender is Mozzie. He is a two armor, two speed operator, and he has these like tiny drones that he can throw onto surfaces and he's got three of them at the moment and what they do is it's called a pest if an attacking drone comes into his radius or the radius of the pest then this thing basically jumps off and latches onto the drone and takes control of that drone Um, so you've stolen a drone from the enemy team you can control it you can do whatever you want with it Um, if it's a twitch drone you can take the twitch drone away and zap people with their their own drone. It's um, yeah, it's basically like a, a really easy way for you to to steal attackers' drones, which is huge. It's massive for competitive play, at least. Yeah. Um, and the way it's uh the it sort of takes a little bit of time for it to set, but you can like if there is a drone coming towards you, you could throw it at the drone and maybe catch it or throw it in the drone sort of where it's roaming over to or you can set it up behind a door and latch it to a door and when a drone comes into that area it'll be taken control of there is like a um an indicator that when you're nearby one of those things sort of the same way that mute works where the screen sort of goes fuzzy with mute i'm not sure what it does with mozzie um because my headphones weren't that great but there is some sort of indicator that um when you're near one of these things, you'll get a notice. So it's not just like you're losing drones all over the place. Uh, but he's fun to play as well because you can just, at the start of the match, if you play in casual, you can just steal a bunch of drones and you fucking, that's it. It's it's going to be massive in pro play at least because mm. the other team gets 10 drones by default. If you can steal three of those, that's huge. It's, yep. it's a lot. Yeah. Um, so he's, uh, me coming out of that play session, I was like, he's going to be picked a lot. And then eventually, after talking to the pros, they were like, "Yeah, he's like top tier. He's a top tier pick." There's also the the fact that like just if there is an indicator, right, you can put it near uh, a spot, mm. and it'll effectively deny drone entry. Sure. If they can hear it when they're coming in close contact to it, then they'll be like, "Okay, well, I can't go through that fucking door because I'll lose my fucking drone." Yeah. Like, there's there's some good mind games shit there like that's pretty cool 
You can also, if you've got a mute jammer down and you disable a drone, you can then throw your pest onto the radius and take the drone. So that's cool as well, while it's disabled. So there's some cool interactions with other operators that are kind of going on there, which mm. is fun. Um, he's got a uh, P10 and a Commando 9 and also a Super Shotty. So really good guns. Um, I think... Um, yeah, man, I think they're really good operators. Two really good, like, th- that we're going to see a lot in not only pro, but in casual play, because they're fun to play in casual. Like, really yeah. fun. Um, especially, like, having... I like playing trap people. I like Legion. Legion's, like, one of my mains at the moment. Uh, and having someone with traps that is an offensive operator yeah. is really interesting. Like, I liked the idea of Nomad, but in execution, it's just kind of like, eh. It's you know, like you need to be there when her trap goes off, um, and you've got to kind of put them in the right spot. So I just couldn't, didn't, didn't really like it that much. But yeah, gridlock seems really fun. Yep. Just like throwing all this shit everywhere and watching people trying to walk upstairs while they're like, I don't know what to do here. There's like yep. we were playing at one stage, and I could talk about it. We were um, I was shooting some dude and he's on the stairs, and I just started throwing these things upstairs and like over the top of the railings. And you could hear them like going, like just, and you can walk through them. So like, yep, fair enough. <laughs> Come get me, bro. Let's see what's going on. Yeah. Um, uh, and- speaking speaking of things that happen while you're playing, I heard Nate uh, stole a couple of drones. Only to have one of your yeah. other one of your teammates murder all the drones he stole. Yeah, I had that. I had that happen a couple times to me as well. Yeah, he, he was really good at shooting drones. <laughs> yeah, and so the way that works is uh when you steal a drone the other team doesn't know that the drone is stolen um the only way they can tell is by like the light on the drone changes to blue as, as opposed to red yeah and if you're on the defending team you can tell you've stolen a drone because they've got a white outline on them so it's like hey don't shoot these drones unless you're you don't really play this game much in which case you'll shoot the drones um so yeah that's uh that's really cool because it turns it on its head all of a sudden it's like shit is that one of my drones or is that yeah. someone steal a drone mm. play some mind games with you um and then outback was the new map announced it is a officially called servo in australia unofficially called servo in australia and um we're trying to get them to change the name we um we had the chance to play this it is a, a medium-sized map um, not as big as some of the other ones they've done before, like Villa, Fortress, um, like some of those really large style maps that you get lost yeah. in, which is yeah. awesome. It's It feels really fun to play. It's a two-story sort of level. There's no basement. Yeah. Um, it's extremely Australian. Like they have gone ridiculously over the top in their Australian references and Easter eggs. Like, when you look at some of the past maps, you kind of, like, oh, you get a feel for them. Like, Yachts is not really, a f- like, the Frozen one. It's not really yeah. something you associate with that country. Mm. Um, like, even the the Japan map, is you look at it and you're like, okay, yeah, I, I get it. But then you go inside and whatnot. It's not as detailed as what this Australian map is. There is just yeah. shit everywhere. Australia, like, it looks like they typed in Australia into Google. And I asked them this. I was like, how did you do? Like, where did you get all this from? They're like, yeah, Google, basically. 
and that's what it looks like. They just typed in Australian to Google and they were like, let's grab all this stuff and we'll put it in the map and we'll go from there. Mm-hmm. Um, they did get a lot of flack on social media for the map in terms of references and whatnot by one, also known as Joe Bureau. Um, the the thing is, the, the trailer that they put out was old, was an old trailer <laughs> from an older build. And so a lot of the s- mistakes that were in that were yeah. um, have already been corrected in the build that we played. There were still a couple of things in there that weren't right, but for the most part, it's all good. The cars are all right-hand drive cars. Um, yeah, it's just like down to that detail of like, uh, check all the cars, make sure they're all on the right-hand side and not left-hand side drive cars. Yep. Yeah. Um, but there's just stuff everywhere, signs referencing Australia. There's Easter eggs, there's crocodile Dundee things in there. Um there is just a lot going on in terms of Australia references. I, f- I feel like it's the mo- like the most they've done on a map and they're going to regret it because they'll miss things and people will whine about it and they won't hear the end of it, um, which is cool. It's split up into like three sections of the map, um, yeah. which is really easy to navigate. When we were playing, I never felt like I was lost at all. I knew where I was at all times. Yeah. Um, and that could be my only criticism is that maybe it is a little bit too small for a pro play. Right. Um, but we'll, I guess we'll see, right? We'll see how that kind yeah. of plays out. There are some smaller maps in, in pro they play. They were saying in the video introducing it that the, like the sections are color-coded and shit. Yeah. That's really smart. So you know kind of where you are in the map. Like yeah. when you look at it, like, shit, I don't know, I'm running in circles. It doesn't feel like a maze. Like you're going from mm-hmm. one spot to another because it's all... You know, yeah. you're in the green section, you're in yellow, and now this one's red, um, which is really cool. They've got these, there is a bull riding room. I know, like, I was like, I've never seen a bull riding in Australia, but there, apparently there is a lot out in the country. It's a country thing. I've not been out of the country much, but it's probably a thing. By people, I, that- tra- I traveled all the way through the, like, the back part of uh, eastern Australia. Hmm. So just shy of I guess the border to Northern Territory on my oh. way down to Adelaide yep uh, went to a fucking lot of pubs a fucking ton of pubs yep uh, I do not recall ever seeing a bull riding machine yeah uh, neither have I but there were people yeah. on this trip that have seen them out in the wild sure yeah um, there is a giant plastic shark in one of the rooms hanging from the ceiling um there's dartboards, things like that. I don't know if there's like a buck hunter somewhere, but there might be. Fucking better be. There's like a restaurant with kangaroo steaks on the menu. Um, kangaroo the, bacon. Yeah, right. Is that what it is? I've never seen kangaroo bacon either. I think it's kangaroo and bacon, maybe. Ah, uh, maybe. Maybe. Right. Um, there's a room with like a, a like a car workshop. We were car, calling it the car hold, which is good. Or the car yep. hold. Um, yep. that's the new official name mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is really cool um, yeah man all in all I thought that map was really good on the, the stream they said that the map is 90% destructible from upstairs or something like that which is nuts wow I yeah. was running around with my super shotgun and I've got footage of the map and I don't know if I recorded this part but I was blowing up a lot of fucking walls yeah awesome. which is cool there's a lot of holes so yeah if you're watching this on the YouTube I've got a bunch of footage we played against some uh, Russians which was a lot of fun. Um, Team Australia versus Team Russia. So it was Fnatic versus Empire. 
Mm. And uh, yeah, we just des- I destroyed them. Let's put it that you, way. You destroyed them. <laughs> <laughs> we were we. I think there was like one game where I just aced the entire team. There was they hadn't even gotten into the defensive room yet. I just fucking obliterated them. Um, oh, awesome! So I ended up topping that map, and then the next map I started playing some defensive operators. Like I started playing like Monty, um, and that didn't go very very well. Uh, <laughs> at one stage, I had two guys cornered in a room and they didn't know what to do. And I'm like, I need help up here. Like someone come shoot them. And I must have been in that room with these guys for about thirty or forty seconds while they were trying to figure out how to kill me. And nobody <laughs> came to help. And eventually. <laughs> eventually people came in and then like they were shooting each other we were getting like team kills and shit because oh, people were running in front and whatnot but anyway it was that fun amazing. Um, yeah Nate and I definitely held our own on those maps it was, <laughs> it was really good fun nice. um, but yeah it's a great map I've, I dig it I think it's one of the best maps I've done uh, I talked to the pros a little bit they hadn't played it uh, this version of the map they played some earlier ones where there's no textures Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and they think it's really good that they're kind of going back from those large-scale maps and something that's a bit more smaller, which, yeah, is, right. which is awesome. So looks fun cool. and plays fun. So I think that's about all they told us about. Um, cool. Yeah, man, Fnatic guys were awesome. They were really cool. Uh, I, I love hanging out with them. They're all fun, really down-to-earth guys. We went out for dinner one night, and like they just... Like, Rizraz would not shut up about Rainbow Six Siege. He just wanted to talk about Rainbow Six Siege. Like, he's the type of dude I feel like that is a very strats-heavy guy on that right. team. yeah. Because he was talking about... I don't think... He was talking about the new changes that were coming out. And, like, he was just so amped to talk to other people about it. Like, yeah. He was so excited. Cool. Um, and he was the same way last year when we were talking with some of those operators like Lion. Uh, and Finker, like, he really wanted to, to talk to other people about how they worked and, like, theory craft ideas. And, um, he's a cool dude to talk to. We were at the first day we were there. We um, were standing outside. We'd just gotten there, and some of the guys from Fnatic were were um, grabbing some food, just walking walk the hallways and whatnot. And uh, Lusty was talking to um, one of the Ubisoft guys, and I was standing next to him, and this kid... I see this kid walk up behind Lusty. He's probably about, I don't know, 10, 10 or 12 years old. And his dad's standing next to him. And he's just pointing to his dad. And he's like, oh, it's Lusty. And he's just standing there just looking at him. And then I, like, grabbed Lusty, like, tapped him. And I was like, I just pointed to this kid. And he turned around and said hi to him. And this kid's like, he says to Lusty, um, what do you say? He's like, oh, I'm so proud of you, Lusty. You guys played so well during this competition and he was like oh can I have a photo and whatnot and I was like oh fuck my heart <laughs> like that's that's extremely wholesome that's awesome <laughs> yeah so just like that sort of thing of like these guys are just walking around in the hallways like all of the teams do that yeah. they they're super friendly to everybody they're signing t-shirts the entire time we had mm. a media room um, which was really good this year because they had the games up on the screen like screens all over the place it's usually a sports bar but they yeah. turned into media room. Awesome. All the teams were hanging out in there. Um, Fnatic and Norango are extremely close. Um, they are very good friends. They play each other all the time. They scrim and practice together. Um, you know, after Fnatic, sorry, after yeah, after F- Norango lost that day, like they came into the media room. Everybody was cheering them and clapping them. 
Um, you know, I was doing my interviews and the Nor- Norango guys were coming and hanging out, talking with the Fanatic guys. Like, they're just really close with each other, um, which is cool. It's a really awesome vibe. Everybody is really friendly. They they all they all know each other. They all play each other. Um, yeah. Even going down to, like, G2 playing the Fanatic guys. Like, yeah. it seems like a really close-knit community, which is cool. Right. Um, so, yeah, awesome event. I dig it. It was a lot of fun. And some cool change coming up. Looking forward to jumping in with you guys. Sweet. Well, yeah, I'm uh, I'm very much looking forward to playing it. Uh, I will be doing. I think some. I think they're doing a, an event. They were supposed to do one last week, but mm-hmm. they had to push it back. Uh, so I'm I'm, I'm going to go play it at a preview event and check it out there. But I might grab the test server and play it on there as well, just to get a bit of a head start, so I can jump in and write this preview stuff that's for IGN which is cool, cool. yeah um yeah I'm extremely excited I've been yeah just hoovering up all the information that came out it looks looks like an awesome awesome year like a really exciting year they're doing so much for playability um to get people in on the ground I, I don't know I've talked about it a lot before this idea that I truly truly believe that the general play experience should be as close as humanly possible to what you do in competitive play. Right. I, I honestly believe that those two things should be as close as possible for maximum viewability. Right. And that games that don't do that tend to struggle uh, with viewership mm-hmm. because you're not, the, the, there's an educational aspect that doesn't exist. Uh, if you're watching, for example, Battlefield as a 5v5 game... Yeah, it's not a thing. That's not the general gameplay experience. So or PUBG like, is one of those things where their their competitive scene is completely different to the way it plays normally. Yeah. And I, yeah, I just don't think that's, that's a good way to go about shit. But anyway, uh, yeah, sounds like you had a lot of fun. Uh, Sorry, no, just to go on that, they uh, they dropped the price. They changed the pricing structure as well. Yeah, I, I saw that. I think I need a fucking anthem chart to work out how the fuck it works now. Oh, like, so it it's matter fast, but it, I think it's like twenty bucks US for the base game, right? Okay. And what they've done now is they've tiered the operators. So depending on how old the operators are. It costs a certain amount of renown, so the older operators will be very cheap, whereas the newer right. ones are a bit more. This is renown is is the in-game currency you earn yeah. to unlock operators. Um, yeah, right. There's okay. no more like remember that starter edition. It was kind of like you'll get yeah. five of these operators, and then you got to unlock these other ones. That's like no more. It's just all the operators from that first year unlocked, mm. and then from then on things sort of tier a bit. And then there's other versions of the game you can buy, like the Ultimate Edition, which is a bit more expensive and unlocks certain year content. But and oh. all all starter editions are getting upgraded, right, to just regular edition. Yeah. And yeah, it's all being moved into this one sort of yeah thing. It's a good buying good. price, I feel like. I like. I feel like one year that will go free to play, but it's it's yeah. a while off. I think it's it's yeah. making too much money as it is. That game, it's always in the. I think it's still in the top... Well, yeah, there was something that came out while we were over there. It was in the Australian charts again. It was number one. Yeah, really? In the Australian digital charts for that... That's awesome. uh, For that week. 
That's sick. Like games don't do that. GTA does that. Yeah. True. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. All right. Uh, should we talk about other games? Yeah. So much for a short podcast, Luke. Fifteen minutes. Let's go. Fifteen minutes. Uh, we've got negative seventy. I'll just left. cut it. I'll trim it. I'll speed it up. Right. Cut out yep. all the breaks. It's a good plan. And I'll dump it into YouTube. What else we got? Weedcraft. Why is this on the list? Did you play it some more? No. I think you put it on there. I only had no, I certainly didn't. You I only had Apex the, Legends on there. Um, all right, that's good. Uh, Dota 2 Auto Chess. I've been playing Dota, Luke. <laughs> Fair enough. You've been playing Sniper? Uh, I No, you don't pick Sniper. Hunter's shit. Dota 2 Auto Chess is absolute lunacy. It is the fucking stupidest shit i've ever encountered my entire life and i play it endlessly i cannot understand how this so this is a custom map for dota 2 uh you play it by going into the arcade in dota um yeah i cannot understand how this ever got traction to have any fucking idea of what you do in this game you need to watch fucking like two hours of fucking videos and you still have zero hope of having any idea of what the fuck to do. That is just a basically function in this fucking insane game. Uh, It is, yeah, trending. It's the, uh, I believe it has more players than Dota 2 at the moment. Uh, More people are playing Dota 2 auto chess than are playing Dota 2. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is crazy popular uh valve is apparently looking into acquiring the team yeah uh and making this into a real thing which could only help uh (laughs) like because it is the least user-friendly game to ever exist Hmm. makes sense that it's in dota obviously uh because you know to have any hope at knowing what the fuck you're doing in Dota, you need fucking 800 hours of experience. Same is very much true in auto chess. Uh, yeah. It took me forever just to, like, my first game, I'd already watched two hours of video of people playing it yeah. and, like, explaining basic concepts and shit. And my first game, I couldn't work out how to fucking pick up characters you can't like drag and drop shit you have to press q to activate the grab ability Mm. of of your little courier courier uh yeah to activate the grab ability to grab them off the fucking board Mm -hmm. i should probably explain the game first right chess chess has fucking nothing to do with chess (laughs) except for it being played on an eight by eight grid there is literally nothing to do with chess uh, they call everything chess. Like it's like, um, it's that fucking Sasha Baron Cohen movie where everything is Aladdin. Like you know, it means yes and no and uh, the dictator, the dictator, right? Like chess is just this fucking word that they like use for everything. Like it's just like, yep, are oh, these are your chesses? And if you want to level up your chesses, you need to chess. Uh, and you're like. Oh, that makes perfectly, you know, fine chess. Uh, now I, 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 now I understand. It's never been so clear in all my chess. Uh, yeah, like it's just fucking lunacy. So eight by eight grid and you buy these 
characters and you put them on the board and then they fight. Uh, they do the fighting. You don't actually... You're all, It's all strategy on your end. You just pick them and drop them and that's it. Um, it's semi-random. Uh, you've got like a pool of chesses and they're all based on Dota 2 heroes so you can buy Axe or Sniper or... I don't know, Drow yep. Ranger or something. That's I don't it. fucking know. Don't um, pretend you don't know. You've watched plenty of Dota. I don't remember fucking names of Earthshaker. Um, <laughs> I don't think I don't think he can be Earthshaker. There's no Earthshaker. Yeah, and there's no Phantom Lancer. Those are the two that I actually know. Um, yeah, no. Uh, anyway, so you pick like fucking these things at the start of every round. You're presented with five. Hmm. five of these pieces that you, and you can pick and you can buy them. Uh, you've got like one gold and you get another goal. You get five gold every round. Uh, there's like this entire economy system that you have to fucking manage and all this kind of stuff uh, just to, you know, add extra layers of complexity. It's already insanely complex game. But uh, if you have three of the same, so three axes, they combine into a level two axe. And if you have three level two axes, they combine into a level three axe. And the trick comes in that everyone is dragging from the same pool of heroes. So if someone else is buying axes and you're buying axes, then you shit out luck. You're never going to complete your fucking axe. Like, you never get your level three axe, but mm-hmm. they also won't either. And it's, yeah, semi-random what comes out, although there is, uh, it's managed by your player level so you level up and every time you level up you're able to put another chess piece out on the board so at level two you can have two chesses level three three chesses etc etc uh you've got this uh like a i don't know a bench you can have like i think it's eight characters sitting on the bench uh so you can buy characters and put them on the bench and they don't have to be out on the board yeah uh, and you can use that to store characters while you're trying to level them up or whatever the fuck. Uh, and then after you've bought a chess, you've bought your axe, you put him on the thing. The first three rounds, it's PVE. Uh, so you just fight, like your axe just fights some creeps. And then after the third round, oh, in the fourth round, it's PVP. You fight the team composition of the other seven people playing the game. So there's eight player games, and right. a copy of their team composition gets teleported to your board, and you fight them, and then that's it. Uh, that's that's how the game plays out. And so if they win uh, each remaining chess on the board of theirs, so if they bring three over and you've got three, and your three fights and they win and all three of them are still alive because you've really fucked up somewhere uh you lose two percent of your life your courier is you represents you and uh if your courier dies you die game over uh you lose two percent of your life for each piece so you would lose six percent of your health uh you'd be down to fucking 94 i guess and that's how the game works. Uh, you play it out from there. You go and you're trying to build the best possible composition. Each uh, each of these little chess pieces has different like 
uh, her stats and stuff. Um, so you might like different, uh, they've got like racial abilities or no, like they have a race and they have an ability. So you might have a troll knight and trolls synergize with other trolls and knights synergize with other knights. Uh, knight is, I think it's, if you've got two, uh, there's a 30% chance that they will get like a shield. Uh, magic shield so that it, they don't take much damage uh and if you get six knights on the board then they'll have like a something like a 60 percent chance like a huge chance that they won't take any damage uh it's a huge buff um so yeah there's that then uh or, or trolls i believe if you've got three trolls three two or three trolls um you have like all characters get a movement speed buff that's so you're just sort of trying to manage synergies while also staying alive and then there's this economy management shit where once you've got like 10 gold you get interest you get an extra gold as interest Mm -hmm. uh and for each 10 it goes up so once you get to 50 you get like five bonus so you'll make like 10 gold around as opposed to just the five um it caps out at 50 there's like streak bonuses so if you're losing a lot uh you get a streak bonus so you get a bit of extra gold if you win a lot you get a streak bonus you get extra gold uh if you do neither uh if you win some and lose some then you don't get any extra gold so it's one of those things where you have to like fucking make sure you're either winning or losing uh because doing one and then the other is uh, is going to fuck your economy or it's just going to put you behind where other people are. Um, and yeah, that's about it. It's unbelievably complicated to, to get a grasp on. The PvE rounds, they drop items and items can be combined a la Dodo and stuff. Mm-hmm. So you can build new ones, but what's dropped is random, so it's not like you get to choose. So you can't really build towards anything in particular. Shit just happens. Um, so that's tricky. Um, yeah. Right. I don't know. It's just... Just weird, but extremely compelling. <laughs> I do sort of wonder if I'm in like a... Stockholm Syndrome situation where now that I've spent all this time trying to work out how the fuck to play it, <laughs> you just I, invested I, I'm like, yeah, well, I've come this far. I may as well keep going until I win a game. I still haven't won a game. I came second and, oh, I should have won, but I f- fucked it up. <laughs> how long are the games? Ages. Longer than a Dota match? No, well... Like 30 to 40 minutes. So, yeah, longer than some. Um, Yeah, like, fuck, man. This game is taking over the world, though. Like, it is crazy how popular it is. I think as I was leaving, it was becoming a thing. Yeah. Like, I was starting to read about it. Yeah. Um, To the point where it was like, alone, it's like fourth on the list in the most steam played games yeah yeah um is it does it seem like do you know how long it's been out does it seem polished or it's kind of just like a bay no, of one? Oh, it's it's rough as shit 
It is rough as fuck. The yeah. people who made it clearly hate everyone. <laughs> they fucking hate everyone. They must to have created a game in the way that they have because it is the least user-friendly experience I've ever had in my entire life. Mm. It is so fucking rough. Um, but, yeah. It's, like, it definitely functions well. Uh, it does everything it's supposed to. It's just... It's tough, man. Like, yeah, like, I, I wasn't kidding. Like, when you're trying to put a fucking unit down, you activate your picking up ability, mm-hmm. and then you then you click on what you want to pick up, and then you put it down. And then to, if you're trying to combine three things from your fucking uh, list, from your um, your bench, you've got to, like, do it three times. But every, every round, you've only got 30 seconds to buy right. new chesses. Uh, you only got 30 seconds. So you're like fucking, it's, it winds up being this fucking hectic, hectic fucking APM shit. Cause you're like, oh shit, I gotta fucking do all this clicking off. Fuck. Uh, and yeah, you like, can, yeah, it's, it's difficult. And if you hit like the wrong button by accident, you'll put a fucking chess away and you'll go into the next battle down of chess and yep. all this kind of shit. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I, it's very zen. Like I like it's it's hectic as fuck for a little bit, and then it's very calm. Like right. it's it's a good it's got a good pacing in that sense. Uh, someone's gonna do if if someone made like a four player version and put it on the phone with drag and drop, hmm. they would be billionaires tomorrow. I guarantee you. Like, it is coming, man. Blizzard's going to do a dumbed-down version called Auto Checkers or some shit. Like <laughs> Blizzard Heroes. <laughs> yeah. Like, th- this shit is... Yeah, it's about to take over. And if they make, if someone makes a fucking user-friendly version of this game, mm. they're going to fucking own. They're going to be rich as fuck. Tencent's going to have... Tencent's probably, like... 90% of the way to making a rip-off version already. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I saw that story about Valve considering them. Yeah. Um, and I looked at the stats and Dota's jumped up, I think it was 10% last month and then like 15% this month in user numbers. Yeah. So, see what it ends up being next month. Yeah. Um, mm. uh, so, anyway, that's that's that. Dota 2 Auto Chess. It's free. There you go. Uh, but uh, it'll cost you. It'll still cost you. <laughs> it'll cost you. Uh. So, um, yeah, man. I mean, the 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 custom game stuff has always been interesting. I've I've played yeah. plenty of custom games on there. Some of them are complete trash. Others are really polished. They get updates all the time. It's a cool system. It's I mean the the way Dota came about was through this exact same yeah way that like. Dota, um, the auto chess came about. Um, yeah, it was a custom game for Warcraft. It's a custom game from Warcraft. Uh, yeah. You've got... There's something very wholesome about it. I do have, like, my... Yeah, everyone's like, oh, yeah, did you play Warcraft 3 back in the day? Like, my my wife's friends, you know, who aren't gamers anymore, but they did play back in the day and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know... Yeah, talk to them a bit more and you find out that they all like religiously play fucking FIFA but they're not gamers 
They've got like they've they've probably spent like fourteen thousand dollars on fucking stupid FIFA Ultimate Team cards, but they're not yeah. gamers. Let's 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 hold up, hold up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway, they'll be like, "Oh, I used to play Warcraft three. Did you play Warcraft 3? And I'll be like, "Yep." Yeah. And they'll be like, "Oh, how good was the you know the campaign?" Blah blah blah. And I'm like, "No, yeah, I didn't play that shit. I played fucking custom games. Fuck off. Play Dragon Ball Z mods. Um, like yeah." Mods, mods are 99% of how I played StarCraft and Warcraft. Yeah, that's like, how I played StarCraft. I, I never money, played, money never really enjoyed the fucking uh, campaign or the multiplayer because I was shit at the multiplayer. Uh, but yeah, fucking tower defense all day, baby. 100%. Like for years, eight player tower defense, getting like it's 2, 2 a.m. And you're fucking spitting at some, like, kid from Poland who's fucked up his his defense. Yeah. His defense run. And you're like, well, you fucked everyone on this one, you fuck. Uh, Yeah. I don't know if I said Dota was spawned off of StarCraft, but if I did, I meant Warcraft. (laughs) No, you said Warcraft. Okay, yeah. Um, Yeah, so I guess we'll see how that kind of pans out. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this it's... Yeah, it feels nice that it's it came from mods and it's forgetting. <laughs> it, it feels nice that the Valve created a Dota spinoff that didn't go anywhere, and someone else created a spinoff and it did better than Artifact. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. Um, Apex Legends. I think you. Seeing sounds like you've been playing a lot of this. I only played a tiny bit. Uh, I played some rounds last night. Oh yeah. And maybe a little bit before I left, but I feel like I no, didn't. No, don't fucking... Oh, it's open game. Oh, you're opening it. You're playing it now? Oh, oh, no, I was... Yeah, I'm like, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Uh, I said Apex Legend. You're like, I'm in. Uh, let's oh, do it. That's that's my go word. No, I was trying to find out how many hours I've played. 48 hours, apparently. Of Dota? Get out of it. Of... of uh, <laughs> no, mate. I, I've played fucking eight hours of Dota in the last week. I have to kill the fucking app because it won't fucking... There we go. All right. um, So, yes, I've been playing more of it. They've added a new gun. Uh, You were seeing that happen today. It's an energy assault rifle. Yep. uh, That uses the turbocharger and also uses the... uh, Fucking select fire. Yep. Receiver. Uh, If you use the select fire, it can be a beam weapon. Uh, a hit scan sniper weapon. Uh, if you use the turbocharger, it actually fires at all. Apparently, without the turbocharger, it is fucking useless uh, as a regular gun because it takes way too long to wind up. Um, yeah, that's cool. Looks like they're going all out on like keeping it up to, up to date and updated and new stuff and all that kind of stuff. I've uh, played enough to have earned uh, like the in-game currency required to buy another fucking legend although no such legend exists yeah um yeah i played a fuck ton of it i'm on i'm currently sitting on the back end of a three game win streak Mm -hmm. uh i was playing with ggg man lives Yep. Uh, YouTuber that I met in Tokyo mm-hmm. on the Anthem trip. Uh, he's a rad dude. He's good fun. Uh, I was playing with Kleb. And uh, yeah, so we got three wins in a row. They were fucking 
hectic games. They were fucking, we're going all out, like just fucking bang, 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 one fight to another, or we'd get jumped on mid fight and we'd kill fucking everyone. We did not lose a single person, uh, in any of the games that we won. Like we walked away with all three of our like players still alive. Right. At the end of every fucking round, like, uh, downed a couple of times, but not out. Not and, uh, yeah, like it was good. Uh, I had one game where I got, what was it? Like eight kills, I think. Uh, every single game we were like, we were, had at least one person with more than a thousand damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, but been playing regular games as well. Like, it's, it's such a good balance of pace and, like, and the regular Battle Royale experience that, you know, people want. Uh, it's fast, but you can definitely get the sort of downtime situation as well uh, if you position yourself correctly and... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there's that much to say about it necessarily, uh, but it continues to be awesome. Yeah. Um, they did release some updates for it that I saw. Um, yep. The one noticeable change that I uh, was playing with last night is that you can now see... I don't know if this has always been there, but I just noticed it last night, but you can now see what your other team members have in their inventory. So their backpacks, shields, um, uh, helmets, and armor. Yeah, that you can always see armor. Must be pretty new. So yeah, if you press tab now and you go to your inventory, it shows you everybody in a team what they've got. That's awesome. So I, I feel like that's new. I have not seen that before, and I noticed it straight mm. away, which is good because I'm always like pinging shit. Like, who needs his backpack? Does anyone need it? No. Nope. Okay. Fair enough, but now you can just press tab and be like, "All right, and no one's no one's got a backpack, so I'll ping this." Um, that's that's really good. They uh, there was a new NVIDIA update that came out as well that hasn't fixed the crashing issues. Um, I've reverted oh. back to fourteen point fourteen seventeen, which is like a I think it's a January driver update. Everybody's recommending to go back to that one, um, right, which seems them. to fix it for okay. at least NVIDIA. I I didn't cool. have a crash last night, but we'll see what happens um it seems like they haven't addressed it i went back to that um that thread and it's just a shitload of fucking posts from like um their support dudes like try all this stuff and it goes for fucking ever it's literally i feel like it's just anything they've ever had a problem with they'll like just put it in the list like disable this disable that and it goes on it's like 80 different things try all this shit (laughs) <laughs> if they can't replicate it, this must be like their best shot at, at fixing it, I guess. You know, you get someone who is having it happen. Right? Like But it's just basic stuff like try disabling V Sync, try turning down right. your your anti aliasing to medium, try turning this off, and it's just a list of stuff. And then it's like section two. Like try these drivers like there's literally one point that's like make sure your drivers are up to date and then like three points below that it's like try rolling back to this driver here (laughs) and it's just they just try and everything try going to this one because everybody's saying this one's working better uh yeah anyway so that's still happening um 
from what I can gather from that 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 thread. But otherwise, yeah, that was the kind of the one change that I noticed while playing that seemed really good. Um, going back to the Rainbow Six thing, I spoke to the game director about the ping system. As soon as I brought it up, he knew exactly where I was going. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he was eager, very eager to talk to me about this ping system. He's definitely a fan of it. I, I I imagine game designers are fucking all over it, eh? It is Which is interesting dream shit. Because I got two different answers from two different people about this system. I really? S- I spoke to the uh, executive producer who is, is who was the creative director when the game first released uh. um, about it. He was more passive about adding it into the game. Right. Whereas the game director at the moment is like, I'm thinking about it. Like yeah. The, the, the way he's talking about, and I'll put a story up, um, is that you've got that weird balance of Siege is a very tactical game and mm. you don't, I, I guess you can go too far in one direction yeah. of it being like not talking to somebody the entire game or do you want to, you do want people still, you know, communicating and letting people know where things are and whatnot. But I talked to him about like, well, m- maybe you could ping the mute jammer and it had, tell people there's a new chamber there or something like that like you can go sort of in between um yeah. and he seems really interested in in playing around with something or at least looking into it um and he was super eager to talk to me like he was answering the question before i even finished asking it like he lo- i think he loves apex um from what <laughs> from what i could gather gold. yeah um uh did i'm reading up about a season pass that could be coming like data miners were digging through some stuff looks like there's gonna be two a free mm. one and a paid for one, which is very similar to the way that Fortnite works, or yeah, um, also Call of Duty Blackout does the same thing, where you can play for free, you get a bunch of stuff, but also you can buy a buy a, a, buy a uh, like a premium season pass, and yeah. it'll get you stuff as well. So yeah, curious to see what that that ends up being. Actually, I uh, I realized that we did our podcast early last week. And uh, I did have a game that I wanted to talk about. Sure. Uh, I got 11 kills and 2K, 2,000 total damage in one game, uh, playing with two randoms (laughs) who I literally revived twice. Twice. We landed at fucking... It's that place, like, up to the north, like the... Like, uh, what the fuck do they call it? Artillery? no, 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 no. no further I mean, to the right? Down in the south. It's down the south. Down to the south. Well, you've yeah. lost me now. I don't know where the fuck you are. <laughs> All the way down the south. Uh, I need a, I need an apex map. Um, it's that sort of... Fucking fuck you. Um, Hydro? No. Skulltown? No. You're just going to name shit. Because uh, <laughs> you said go south. Yeah, yeah. It's like right down the south. Here we go. Here we go. Come on. Where's the fucking map? Water treatment. Right. We land at water treatment. Yeah. I was going to say it looks like a water treatment plant. But uh, anyway, we land at water treatment, got jumped on by another team. Uh, I, like, they, these these two Bambinos that I was playing with died instantly. Uh, And I'm like, oh, fuck. Um, Screw it. Uh, I ran in, murdered the other team called them back in, called the Bambinos back in, hmm. uh, 
via the drop pod. Uh, and then I had to talk them through going and getting their fucking gear. Someone must have seen the drop ship because we got jumped on again, still at water treatment, like just desperately trying to make our way over to, um, I think we were heading towards Skulltown. I just didn't want to take them to the market because I figured they'd die. Um, we got jumped on again. They died anyway. Uh, so I had to grab their fucking tags. I had to kill everyone and then grab their tags and then head over to the respawn between water treatment and Skulltown. Uh, and then uh, we had to move towards market anyway. Uh, and yeah, I got them back in, got them to gear up, had to talk our pathfinder through like how to fucking use the beacon hmm. uh, to work out where we'd be going next. Honestly, I just wanted to not like to have like a fucking moment's respite. Um, but yeah, then we uh, rolled in. Uh, the, the, like the Bambinos just fucking charged in like as fast as they fucking could. They, they were... They moved like they were fucking shroud, but they shot like they were fucking blind and they might have had their fucking fingers chopped off. Uh, like, Jesus Christ. They were just fucking gung, ho, direct in. Uh, so I... I will distract like, you, shoot. <laughs> yeah, fucking hell. That's basically what happened. Uh, and so, yeah, I wound up having to fucking murder another bunch. Uh, it was some high quality juking. Like... The highest quality of juking I've ever done. I was playing as Wraith, uh, and I was literally just fucking in with the the peacemaker, peacekeeper, peacekeeper. Like I like roll in, boom, boom, mm. two shots, and then just fucking Wraith the fuck away again. Uh, yeah, so I had to. It would have been twelve kills, but somehow one of the Bampinos managed to do. Uh, some damage at all not the bam this was the bambino who had no idea what the fuck he was doing it might have been his first game i think it was his first game uh he had literally no idea the other guy was actually talking him through how to loot and stuff hmm. um he got he did 20 damage total 20 like two zero yeah I, I that's i don't know how you do more you do 30 damage when you punch someone so like <laughs> yeah Anyway, uh, he managed to get a kill. So, yeah, it would have been four full squad wipes, but I got fucking ripped off. Um, nevertheless, with that said, so I had the Prowler with the Slack Fire, so the full auto Prowler submachine gun. I fucking love that gun. It's my favorite gun. And the peacekeep, pe- uh, Peacekeeper. And uh, so I was all short range. I was I had a range of from here to my fucking computer screen. Yeah. Um, I would not have won if the last guy alive could shoot at all and didn't fucking rush me. If he'd stayed and engaged at range, I would have lost because... And and actually, if he could could hit the... He was somehow worse than the two dudes I was playing with. Like, I don't know how the fuck... All I'm saying is, if you want big fucking numbers, play Apex at fucking 11 o'clock in the morning because (laughs) it's nothing but... Like, the hopeless, hopeless players are playing at that point. Um, yeah. He, he I, I watched the video back. At one point, he literally 
has me I'm in an alley and I, I'm like I turn the corner into the alley run up a bit and like see him there and I just fucking pop off a shot with my peacekeeper and then I fucking turn and run the, back the the same direction like the other direction and I counted seven bullets I'm in an alley like it's as wide as I am and seven bullets somehow fly past me. Not a single one hit me. He didn't hit me. He couldn't, like, how? I was all there was to hit. How did you shoot everywhere except for me, champ? Like, what the fuck? Uh, so, yeah. And then I roll around and he just ran at me. He had a fucking assault rifle. Um, like, the, I think it must have been the R301. Uh, he ran at me. I'm like, okay. Uh, and then, so I just, I'm like, literally watching it back. I duck out, shoot him. I, like, I'm not whiffing for once in my entire life. I'm not whiffing all these shots. He doesn't hit me a single time in our final engagement. He reloads. He uses two full fucking clips. It's like fucking Samuel Jackson thinking he's invincible in fucking Pulp Fiction and shit, like, when all the bullets go around him? Like, fuck. I could not understand how the fuck anyone could miss as much, except for maybe the two Bambinos I was playing with. But, um... Anyway, it was a good game. Hmm. 2k total damage. I Because I had to, uh... Because I was ducking in and out, trying to do whatever the fuck I could, but, like trying to not stay around long enough to die. Uh, yeah, it was... There were a couple of times where I'd fall down someone and then I had to, I'd go back in and they were halfway through, like, healing themselves back up. Like, someone had gotten them up. And so I had to, like, go in and fucking kill them again and right. finish them the fuck off uh, so that they wouldn't have the chance to get revived again and stuff. That did happen quite a bit, just because I. It was it was literally one versus six at the end, uh, and I just like the only way I could make it work was to run between the two teams so that they would fire both fire at me and then get into a conflict themselves, and that didn't happen, and I had to kill all six of them. Yeah, it was insanity, uh, but I did. It was good fun. Uh, and I felt like a god. Right. Um, mm. Did they change the way drops work or something? Do, do they work by you get a every level up, you get one? Is that how it's supposed to work? Or is it just random? Nah, after a certain amount of time, you... Like, after, I think, like, rank 20 or something, you get them every other level. Right. Okay. You get a drop every other level. That would explain it. That is the least rewarding drop system in any game i cannot understand how it is the way it is i have gotten two whites and a blue it is now like i might change my name to two whites and a blue because that's all i get out of those fucking spiders america fucking hell um yeah because i i leveled up last night and i didn't get a drop i'm like oh did they change something because i'm only like 23 or something i think 23 yeah fair enough um yeah we jumped into a game last night it was Mm. me clebin a random person and no. the random dude was a, the drop master and he was fairly newish to the game. I think he was only like within like the first 10 levels and he hot dropped on this location and I'm like oh, pinging yeah. all of these dudes that are around us. It was like four teams. Um, 
he he dies almost instantly and uh i'm running around looking for a gun can't find any gun kleb goes down i I end up jumping in this river and immediately start getting shot at when i'm in this river i've still got no (laughs) guns i'm down to like half health and the guy is right next to me so i just run at him and start punching him and i end up killing him he goes down um i finish him off and then i grab his gun somehow kleb has also he must have um crawled into the river river or something like that from the top or he got killed in the river i'm not too sure but his body was there i picked up his thing and just fucking legged it got to the respawn station (laughs) respawned him yep didn't engage anybody in this whole area i just left the area respawned him uh and we came second in that map (laughs) the other (laughs) dude disconnected straight away i'm like well fair enough okay that was uh <laughs> the the two bambinos didn't disconnect even though like I'm like guys there's no more respawns I can't get you back in anymore and they were like oh we're watching this we're watching <laughs> and apparently well I definitely got one of them his first win because I think it was his first game but uh yeah apparently I got the other the other guy was saying that I got him his first win and stuff yeah I'm like, mm. yeah yeah I guess <laughs> I guess he can call that oh, where's my money bitch on your one. <laughs> Um, yeah, I find, I find I'm far more likely to win a game where I have had, like, I I find if I'm going into the final couple of circles without having any engagements at all, Hmm. I just potato a lot, eh? Whereas, it seems like I get my, yeah, but I, I think I need the momentum as well. I think I need to have gotten some like won some engagements yeah. or else yeah that that first one the, i think the pressure is just too high i'm like oh god or you shoot that gun and you're like oh this gun does not shoot the way i thought it was gonna shoot and all of a sudden <laughs> it's like a five burst prowler and you've like a mid-range com like combat situation and you're like yeah. i'm not hitting any of these shots like, yep. what was i thinking what have i done yeah. you don't ads at all with the prowler by the way if you want the hot tip never ads with it just fucking if you got select fire, even better. Three wear and burst. But if you don't, no ADS. Just fucking hip fire that cunt. And just, like, try to get all five on, on target. The recoil isn't that bad mm. with the burst. Uh, so, yeah, you can get away with some stuff there. Yep. Sweet. All right, Anthem. So, Anthem. whereabouts in the release cycle is Anthem at the moment, Job? If I was looking at a chart, per se, where are we at? Uh, it's a day off uh, release, isn't it? I believe it launches tomorrow officially. Okay, which means we'll get out the day one patch, which is totally going to fix everything except for all the things that are fundamentally wrong, broken with the game, and that can't be fixed. Uh, it's not a good game. It's not a good game. Uh, which I guess I should have seen coming uh like it should have been more obvious but the what we played in japan was they just like the red flags weren't there i think for me from what we played in japan after i got back and played the demo and noticed that it was very like there was a lot of the same content despite ostensibly being level 10 that was when i was starting to get a little bit concerned 
It's, but yeah, like you can't, like there's no three and a half hours isn't enough time to really get yeah the full grasp on a, a loot game. I think because you can't get enough, you can't really get enough loot, uh, like in that time to really get an idea of how the loot economy is going to work and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I had fun uh, when I played in Japan. Uh, I'm not having fun now. Uh, incidentally, I was talking to one of the one of the people I went over with. Um, like was over there with, uh, and he was saying that like uh, apparently half of the footage was rendered useless because I was sit- sitting there swearing the whole time. <laughs> they didn't split that up though. Like normally those channels are split up. No. Oh, well, that's no. Yep. Um, anyway, so uh, yeah, I want to break down exactly because I was trying to say this the other day. Uh, I was talking to I think it was. Baz, maybe? Uh, talking through what's wrong with it. But I couldn't really work it out. So sort of... Uh, like, broken it down mentally uh, over the course of the last couple of days into a space where I think I can fully explain, like, the situation properly. Like, my my idea of the situation, I guess. Um, like... Alright, so it's a loot shooter. Mm-hmm. I like loot shooters. I like loot games. Like I like loot games, even though you know. I think we were ahead of the curve about talking about uh, exploitative game mechanics because for ages, you know, Jung would come on and it's all he ever wanted to fucking talk about. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think we were like ahead of the curve in that sense and. I think, you know, we know that they're not, you know, it's not, it is exploitative. It is designed to, like, trick you mentally. It is a mental trick uh, to get you to keep playing and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's done that way to rope you in and, and keep you coming back. And, yeah, I know these things. I know that loot shooters or loot loots loot chaser games are like this but I don't really care I still like them and it's not because of the loot right generally I like a loot shooter for reasons that are 100% outside of the loot Uh, I think the only loot game that I like because like that I play for the loot the only I think maybe the only loot game that exists for the loot or where the loot is the both the means and the end right Mm. Uh, is Diablo, right? You get loot to get better loot to get better loot. Destiny or Division or Borderlands, they've all got different... They're all about different things. They're not about the loot necessarily, first and foremost. They're about different... Like, Destiny is about that engaging play with your friends, the time you, like, you have a bunch of fun doing certain like destiny had some fucking fantastic platforming first person flat platforming and to get to the point where you were able to do that stuff you had to the the loot was required so that you could get there uh 
loot in that situation was the means to the the end that was the extremely amusing scenarios that would come out of people trying to do whatever dance the boss required or trying to fucking do the platforming and failing and stuff like that. You know, the stories, the social element was what made Destiny good fun Mm -hmm. to me. Uh, I don't think Destiny 2 really accomplished that or not in a way that I was happy with. So I didn't really play it all that much. Um, But yeah, Destiny 1 absolutely did for a while and eventually it became more about the loot than it was about that social experience and so I gave up on playing it. The Division, I believe, is about the same sort of thing, not platforming, but like the story, the social play that comes out of like getting through hard content um, like with your friends and because I played it two weeks after you guys, I never experienced any social anything so I don't have fond memories of the division at all <laughs> um borderlands is about the story uh and i think you know you make your own fun uh playing with friends but it's not really about that social experience it's as engaging a game on its own as it is with friends so that and that's because it's got really good story writing like really good world building a great story and fantastic uh, acting, voice acting. And interesting. Um, and it had interesting loot as well, but you weren't playing it for the loot necessarily. Uh, you were playing it to progress the story. And the loot was, again, a means to the end, yep. to an end. Uh, yeah, Diablo is the only one where the loot is everything. It's, I, I've played fucking, I don't know, probably 2,000 hours of the Diablo series altogether. And I still regularly forget that it's Second not. Gang. Well, what's what's the name of the world they're in? Tristram. No, that's just the town. Oh. That's what I'm saying. The that's world. what I'm saying. I know you've played a. F- it's called New something, New York. That's it. It's New York. Yep, Sanctuary. Yeah, that's what I said. I regularly forget that it's called Sanctuary because I don't give a fuck about the story in Diablo at all. It's just, I had Diablo's back or something. Um, It's not New Sanctuary. It's just Sanctuary. Anyway. um, Yeah. Like, Diablo, yeah. Like, I'm not in it to play with my friends. I don't think it's uh, necessarily uh, mechanically engaging. I mean, that's not to say that it can't be. It does get tricky. But it is about that. It's power fantasy, right? That's what Diablo is, is power fantasy. You uh, get to a point where you just fucking melt everything. And to melt even more things, you have to, like, go through higher level rifts, uh, like, get better gear, etc., etc. That's So, yeah, the loot is the means and the end. Uh, Anthem... Uh, I don't think it has anything necessarily it doesn't have like any specific thing that can make it uh engaging beyond the loot uh the world is awesome uh i will fight anyone who reckons that that world isn't interesting as fuck but the storytelling uh mechanism is 
fucked for it. I don't understand how it could be this way. Nobody shuts the fuck up. It is constantly yapping. But it is a game where coordination is critical. Like, it is beyond critical that you are able to time shit with your other players. Because of the... I won't go into it because you gave, you give me too much shit about me talking about detonators and primers. But, like, coordinating that bullshit is fucking important. But every time you're trying to fuck... You're in the middle of a firefight and fucking... Your dude's in your ear and he's like, blah, blah, blah. Oh, you've got to go do this. You've got to go kill this person. You're like, shut the fuck up, cunt. I'm trying to, obviously. Like, why are you playing voice lines at me right now? I'm trying to fucking sort some shit out. And there's some dickhead in my ear talking louder than fucking anything. Like, Jesus Christ. Or like, yeah, it's just, I don't understand. Like, they... The storytelling itself, it's all exposition. It's non-stop just fucking yapping at you about this is what happened. This is this is why you're here. This like there's no showing. It's all telling, right? Which is bad storytelling. And I don't understand how Bioware would let it get to that point. It feels like there's like two teams working on the narrative of this game. There's the world building team and they are fucking, they're all sixes. They're just fucking knocking it out of the fucking park. One hit after another. And then there's the actual storytelling department. And they might have like, it might be staffed by those two dudes who are playing Apex with me, uh, who don't know how to use the computer. Um, like, I don't know. Because it seems like they've never fucking played one of their own games before or something. I don't know. Because that's not how any of the other games work. Everything in Anthem uh, <clears throat> is like... Because you're first person when you're outside of the suit. Yeah. So people just sort of plonk themselves down in front of you and talk at you. Like, non-stop. They just sort of yap at you. Blah, 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 blah. Uh... And the anthem of creation and the, you know, dawn time or whatever the fucking blah, 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 blah. And they just, yeah, they mm. just talk at you. Uh, it's okay, voice acting. Some of it is grating as fuck. Some of it's quite good. I think with a large enough cast, that will always happen. I distinctly remember there being grating as fuck people in Borderlands as well. But by and large, I remember Borderlands as having good voice acting. Uh, I would say that you would, like most people would remember Anthem as having good voice acting, except they're delivering bad lines. So that doesn't really help. Wasn't, wasn't the place in Borderlands called Sanctuary as well? <laughs> I think it was called I don't think so. I there don't was a think place so. called Sanctuary in Borderlands. Maybe a place, but it wasn't the planet. Was The planet was called something else, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure it started with a P or something. Should look it up. Um, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, like it's just it's weird because that's not it's not a good storytelling technique to have someone just talk at you. Like they're not. There's there's supposed like I think Bioware having been robbed of their ability to have the player character deliver or be engaged in meaningful choices has found themselves in a situation where they're not sure how to make, like, the, the storytelling engaging. They just trap you in 
this fucking camera while someone talks at you. They give you the occasional meaningless choice to make. And then, like, that's about it. But it doesn't, like, none of that shit matters. You don't pay any attention. Like, you don't need to pay any attention to anything anyone's saying because it doesn't have any impact. It mean It's meaningless. Like, you, every now and then you get to choose one or two to push the dialogue forward, but it doesn't fucking matter. It's not going to change your relationship with anyone or impact how you get to the end game. Like, yeah. So, yeah, and then and what they're talking about is inherently unimportant anyway, so you're basically just there for the performance of bad lines, like hard pass. So it doesn't have story, right? That's what I'm getting through, right? Like, it doesn't have story. Uh, it does have mechanically interesting gameplay. Uh, so the Destiny thing, right? But it doesn't have an end game for you to get to of any like real consequence it doesn't have any fucking meat to its end game at this point and like i said this before uh like no no game has launched with its end game like intact games don't launch with their end game intact but the staggered launch of anthem has made it like has fully exacerbated the situation because technically the launch isn't until tomorrow. Sure. But it's been out for like fucking ages. Over a week. As far as, yeah. yeah. Like, so, yeah, that, that's a huge fucking error. Like, it'd be far more palatable, but by the time it actually launches, people have already like reached the end game that doesn't exist. And they'll be bleeding out on the game. Um, yeah, which is just not... It's just not a good thing. Like, they need Endgame in there right now to give it that reason to actually chase loot. Because otherwise... What's the fucking point? Hmm. Uh, it doesn't have a story. It has mechanically interesting gameplay, but there's, like, nowhere to use that like to play with that um and i like it's definitely more division than it is Mm -hmm. destiny in that sense because division sorry destiny used a lot of movement stuff whereas division was a little bit more i don't know shooty Mm -hmm. right and that's what this is this is about damage dealing it's not really about movement or anything and that's weird to me as well because anthem has some interesting movement systems, right? You can fly and shit, uh, but it doesn't really take advantage of that. Yeah. Um, it might. There are a few missions that hint at some interesting, like, sort of flying through hovering zones a la the rings in Superman 64, but... <laughs> yeah. No but maybe, maybe a different reference. <laughs> yeah. game reference. They were like, uh, that was the pitch meeting. I got an idea. You remember Superman 64? <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening. We got this. Uh, but we'll make it better. We'll get rid of the green f- the fog. fog, baby. Yeah, don't worry yeah, about it. Just oh, put yeah. walls up. Yeah. Right. We got that was all that game had wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So, yeah, like, they, they, it doesn't, it lacks, it lacks that. 
So I don't know why it exists because it doesn't like you're not chasing loot for the sake of chasing loot because the power fantasy isn't there either. You don't do enough damage. Every enemy scales alongside you. Uh, so that all you wind up doing is percentages of damage. So if you were to start playing today, you'd be level one. I'm level 16. Uh, I would do, uh, if we fought the same enemy, yeah. uh, you would do your amount of damage to the enemy. It would be a level one for you and it would be a level 16 for me. And the way that I believe they do that is by having you do percentage damage. So you would do your 10% damage with your gun and I would do my 10% damage with my gun. And the only way that that would be altered is via loot. So I would do plus 4% damage because I've got a modifier my... Yeah. Because you've got purple guns. Yeah. Blue. I've only got blue so far. But, uh, yeah, like... I've got all these modifiers that allow me to do extra damage for whatever the fuck. Sure. All right, so I would do 14%. You would do 10% damage. Um, Makes sense. Yeah, but it means that you never reach a point where you are just, like, wiping out hundreds of things, right? Like, uh, you, there's the, the power fantasy doesn't exist. And that's that's the Diablo route. That's what they would get to if they went the Diablo route. And that's what I thought they were doing when I first saw it. And I got the feeling that that's what they were going for. But yeah, it doesn't do it, right? Like it doesn't get there because of this percentage shit means like you should be rolling through areas and like enemies should be dying of heart attacks or dying of fear because you arrived and shit. Mm. But that's that's not what's happening. Like it's still a fucking slog. Every fight like has the potential to be a real fucking slog and you got to fucking bust your hump to get through it. Which is another huge error in my opinion. Um, yeah, they just, it, it seems like a game that doesn't understand what it wants to be as a loot chaser. It's got this really good world. Uh, I love the fucking gameplay system, uh, that evidently they ripped from mass effect. Uh, like but i love it anyway i reckon it's really cool it's like coordinating with friends is awesome uh there's always that hilarious scary moment when you finish your mission and you go back and like everything's wrapping up and everyone changes all their skills and nobody pays attention what the fuck they've got anymore so you go into the next mission and you're like oh i don't have any primers anymore does anyone have any primers and you're like no like cool Cool, I guess we'll just die then. Uh, yeah. Like, it's it's good fun. There's a, a mountain of other problems as well. Like, But that is one that I don't think they can fix. Mm. Like, they can add an interesting endgame, certainly. Uh, but, yeah, I don't think they can fix what appears to be a fundamental issue with the game. Is that the storytelling techniques used are not good. It's telling an uninteresting story about a very interesting world. And, uh, yeah, the the loot doesn't seem to serve any ultimate purpose. That I don't think they can fix. There are, yeah, the other issues, long load times. Um, that like seems to be the one that I'm seeing a lot of complaints about. That was something yeah. I brought up when I was playing it. Yeah. But I've seen people talking about, like, it loading you in before the actual 
like it's like it's spawning you in before the load has finished and therefore you're getting killed or taking damage and shit like that that happened to me Cleb and Drew yeah we uh we exited a cutscene and uh we were all loaded into the game uh like our bodies were and we were like getting fucking wrecked and meanwhile I'm sitting there like they're talking about how they're getting fucking pounded uh and I'm still loading uh there's also a problem with the like I don't know, servers falling over or something, like, game disconnecting for no reason, you just get fucking bumped out. Um, but yeah, that's what I was happening on in the beta, and, like, you lose all your stuff. Yeah, you can get it now, you have to go into free play, and then you exit again, but it's two extra loading screens, and it's a mad pain in the dick. It's heaps of UI issues that uh, I'm sure you encountered in the demo. A lot of yeah. them still exist. They're going to fix... There's a big day one patch tomorrow that apparently fixes a lot of loading time issues and all that kind of stuff. But Yeah. Oh, there's there's the other thing. Uh, it seems like in world events, uh, if you're fighting one world boss and someone starts another world event nearby, it will um, cancel. It will dis- despawn the world boss. Because we were fighting fucking Ash Titan. And, uh, yeah, fucking... Our th- our fourth dude, because every session, every free play session has to have four people in it. Mm-hmm. The fourth dude went and fucking started another fucking wo- world fight nearby. And as soon as they started, the time we were fighting despawned. And we fucking, we'd literally just gotten to a point where we worked out how the fuck we were supposed to kill this thing. Like, it took us fucking ages. And maybe you kicked him. We can't. You can't kick people. Like, he was just in our session. This was just a random play session. Like, mm. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, that was annoying. Um, oh, and there's the there's the big uh, gate thing that everyone's been talking about. The, the triumphs. Right. Uh, the Where you have to go to these graves and uh, do a bunch of things to, like, you have to collect 15 chests or whatever the fuck right you've got like a bunch of different accomplishments you have to do uh that is a mad pain in the dick and it seems like if you don't open the chest it doesn't trigger as a chest opening for you so if you uh, you find a chest so if you and i were playing and i open a chest that wouldn't be a chest open for you yeah so you don't need 15 opened chests you need 30 or 45 if there's three of you or 60 if there's four of you like that's fucking insanity nobody like i i know like i sat there and sort of took uh club around so that he could get it done uh but i think like drew was up next and i'm like i don't fucking want to do this good god like but I don't want Drew to take fucking 16 years to get it done either. So, fucking hell. We just turned it on easy. You turn it down to easy. It doesn't, like... It's not, like, do it on hard or anything. So we just turned it down to easy and, like, mopped shit up that way. But, like, it made it slightly more bearable. But it's still fucking terrible experience. Mm. Apparently, they're cha- making a change to how that works in the day one patch. And blah, blah, blah. It's almost like you shouldn't fucking play this game until day one. Which doesn't make it feel like a premiere experience mm. for those people with origin access premiere uh it sort of makes it feel like you are bug finding before the real launch 
of this game. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm extremely disillusioned by a lot of this fucking game. Uh, every time I go to play it out of professional curiosity, I'm like, why don't I just play in fucking Apex? It's right there. They're literally next to each other on the fucking <laughs> origin. Like, fuck no, yeah. Like, I don't have to go anywhere for this shit. So did you see the shit today? The Microsoft VP that was yeah. decided to cause a bit of a stir. Yeah. It was some uh, some hardcore bullshit from, what's his name? Mike Ibarra. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's taking, you know, taking shots at... Uh, game reviewers and stuff but he's basically just feeding into the general uh discontentment you know with uh with reviewers and shit it's a horseshit fucking move Mm. um yeah yeah he was um bit salty he was talking about like someone's and he bought like not naming names he said um how he saw one reviewer that didn't even understand properly how to play the game and like didn't know how to do the combo system like the primers and combos that you were talking about um and how like you know he shouldn't be reviewing games if you can't even understand basic concepts and then he like links to an article that that told people how to do primers and combos and in that article it talked about how the game doesn't explain that system very well. Yeah. <laughs> like, he didn't even, like... Oh, my God. He stepped in it so fucking hard. Um, I don't do reviews because everyone enjoys different things. I'd suggest modern reviews should be watching streamers play a game, doing the demo, listening to what your gaming friends think. And if it seems like something you would enjoy, then great. Yeah, streamers that Microsoft has paid to say nice things about the game, I'm sure that's, you know, that's not influencing his decision uh, at all. Yeah, that's extremely, uh, it's very, uh, very legal and very cool. Yeah, um, seems like someone is still a little bit salty about their crackdown reviews from last Oh, my week. Lord. Well, I mean, you are the fucking, you're the reason for the salt, yeah. Mr. Lowest Score on Metacritic. I'm tired. Uh, <laughs> I'm tired. You got there first, though. You got there first. I That's did get there matters. first. Yes, I was. I was leading the way for everybody else. We can come down here, people. It's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, and like he backpedaled. Like he was getting a lot of shit about that, and then eight hours later, he updated. He made a reply to that thread, being like, "Oh no, it's fine." <laughs> I yeah. don't know if you can see that on there as well. Uh, Def should also read reviews from your favorite science journalist's uh, input. This is eight hours after the site that suggested that he doesn't do reviews. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm doing air quotes whenever I say reviews, by the way, because he... Um, he put them he in didn't. air quotes. Yeah. Like a dickhead. Many things to look at to help determine if you will like or dislike a particular game. I reference many of them all the time for my own decision-making. The more, the better. Yeah, good fucking... Good sick back. Someone though, got a someone, talking to. Someone posted. Yeah, right? Like, yeah, we get it. You're anti-press, but maybe you shouldn't be so open about it, champ. Um, yeah. Fuck that. Fuck that dickhead. Um, yeah, anyway. Uh, so... Anthem. Anthem. <laughs> maybe don't play it. 
There's still no. no reviews up. I don't think I've seen any reviews. Um, I don't know if there's an embargo. Yeah, I've seen some. No, the embargo lifted no. last Saturday. Um, yeah, there's a couple. I think people are just struggling to get through it. Uh, and I think a lot of people are waiting for the day one patch at the very least. I don't blame them. It is supposed to fix a lot of shit. Uh, I'm waiting to see what it, what it's going to do. Um, someone wrote a story. Our Anthem doesn't have a, an excuse for repeating the mistakes Destiny made five years ago. That is 100% true. It does not have any excuse for doing the same shit. Uh, like, yeah, Destiny did. Hmm. Uh, the lacking end game and all that kind of stuff. Like, ludicrous that it's going to wind up this way. Yep. Um, yeah. Anyway, cool. uh, I'm, I'm very disappointed because I was excited for it. Uh, I, I didn't really love what I played in division two, to be honest. I'm probably just skip the old loot chaser games this time around. Yeah. I think, I don't know. Right now. Should we do some news? Uh, let's do it. All right. We've got, uh, this is a story you talked about last year. There was rumors going around, but this is now uh, actually happened. Activision Blizzard achieved record results in 2018, Job. They made a $1.8 billion in profit. It's a fuckload of money. That is a fuckload of money. It's pretty good for them. Um, yeah. They also laid off 800 staff. Yeah. It's pretty fucking crap. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of kind of a mad dick move. Um and the CFO got a $15 million bonus. Uh, yeah, I don't really see... There's not, in my mind, there isn't really a defense for this. Uh, not 800 people. That is... That's that's massive layoff. That is a fucking massive layoff. Uh, that's not just some trimming the fat or whatever the fuck. That is huge. And... Yeah, to then turn around and give their CFO a massive bonus. I'm sure other executives got massive bonuses as well. Mm. Um, yeah, it's kind of horseshit. Uh, it's extremely lame. Um, yeah, I feel really bad for all the people who were laid off. Uh, I believe that they did a lot of layoffs in uh, like esports divisions and uh, like administration yeah uh, like non-development yeah um yeah it's kind of garbage um yeah I don't know what else there is to say about it to be honest yep bit balls um sucks uh I feel really bad for for those people yep Mm. uh and this next story Nintendo releases Tetris 99 this came out while I was on a plane and yes. then I got on Twitter and was like, what is happening? I'm sure it would have been confusing. Um, yeah, it would have been, right? Uh, it was billed as Tetris Battle Royale. It doesn't, it's not a Battle Royale. I just want to, I just want to nerd out for a bit. It doesn't do anything Battle royale But it must uh, because I've read articles that said it's the best Battle Royale game ever released. Have you? Yes. Who wrote that? A major website. Really? Yes. You have to link me. Yeah. Uh, that's that's ridiculous. There's no circle. There's no loot phase. Um, there was one other thing. Can't remember. Um, yeah, 
Like, it's not, not a bad one. But uh, it is, it's basically just a giant version of, uh, did you ever play Tetris on DS? Yep. Yeah, that, that was 10 players. I remember playing a 10 player game of Tetris DS. Uh, I don't think it was called Tetris DS, but whatever. Uh, I was, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, it's just chaos. Uh, it gets like hectic really, really fast. Um, yeah, you need to be very good at, at Tetris to have a hope of staying, like keeping up with people. But, um, yeah, I haven't played this, uh, cause <sighs> I just didn't want to pick up my switch, I guess. Um, so yeah, but apparently it's good. I, I, I don't see why it wouldn't be. Yeah. Tetris but with 99 players in the same form as Tetris DS. 10-player version seems like it'd be fucking a cracker. Um, yeah, so that's cool. It's not a BR game. Right. I yeah. uh, I just seem to hear a lot about it, so I was like, I do not really know what is going on, what year is it type stuff. Hmm. But anyway, I sent you the link, so... Ah, cheers. All right. That's the news. That's our news section, our huge news section. Uh, let's do some questions and then we will wrap up. Do we have questions? We've got one. All right, do it. Hit it. Firestorm writes, uh, how? Oh no. Two. Dangers writes, hi Luke and Jack. <laughs> do you think we will be getting a Jack and Daxter across Marvel crossover anytime soon? Kind regards. Dangers. What do you reckon? Marvel? They come to the pie with Jack and Daxter? Or do you think Daxter is more DC? Because I feel like he's more DC than Marvel, if anything. Is is Disney buying something? Jack and Daxter Injustice, maybe? Who, who owns in, Jack is in, it, in, and Activision? Injustice. Uh, I don't know. Who does own the license to that game? Is it Sony? Um, I don't know what's... Yeah, I don't know. I always get them confused with Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank is Sony. How dare you say that? <laughs> How dare you? In front of Daniels. <laughs> yeah. Their greatest fans. Um, yeah, Injactus, I think. That's the crossover the world needs. And then you can chuck some Mortal Kombat characters in there. Perfect. It's Naughty um, Dog. Owned by Sony. Owned by Sony, yeah. yeah. Right. Cool. Um, I, well, maybe not. Maybe they could do PlayStation All-Stars. Remember that? Yeah. Remember that? That's Smash Bros. ripoff. Yeah. That nobody likes. I liked it. Do that. Were they were they in that? I feel like they probably were, right? I know surely, Nathan Drake. Surely they would have been. Right. Yeah. Um as always, a fantastic question. Thanks, Jackers. Um Firestorm writes Do you feel Oh hi? Fucking rude. Uh <laughs> Do you feel Battle Royale games are just appearing and gaining popularity like it's the flavor of the month? There's an ongoing trend of BR games hitting headlines for a month or so and then disappearing like it never existed. One month, we've had Forknife Battle Royale. Then following that, we've had BO4 Blackout, Black Ops 4 Blackout, Ring of Elysium, Totally Accurate Battle Simulator, and now the big talk currently is Apex Legends. A couple still managed to retain its player base, but assuming if Apex Legends falls off its popularity, just like many BR games, what games do you wish 
that will add a BR mode, regardless of the genre and platform. Uh, I don't think Apex will drop off. Uh, I think they're on something quite special, but um, regardless, what do you want to see a, a battle royale of? I saw a story on Survivor uh, that Rainbow Six will not be getting a battle royale. Someone asked that at the Invitational. Uh, so there'll be no Rainbow Six. That is who would? That's the stupidest question. That's just like uh, let's ask everybody. I would ask it. I would ask it. Nah, that's. I've, I've, I've got a fantastic story about literally that sort of question. Um, yeah, what would what would go well with a battle royale? What do you reckon? Like, you need something. It'd need to be a specific type of game for it to really. I'd love to see like a VR game battle royale uh but it'd be complicated because of like because positioning is such a big like part of the battle royale experience uh it'd be difficult to manage because you'd be like it's hard to move in vr um but i think it'd be pretty entertaining nonetheless mm. uh pretty fucking hearing well, like a large uh, scale um like dead by daylight dead by daylight battle royale yeah how would that work? It's just a hundred fucking people and one killer. Or like five killers. Oh my god. Alright, so 95 players, five killers, and like, how's how does the loot phase work? There's no loot. You just hide. It's just right, a survival so game. Strike one. Uh, and there's a circle that closes. Is there a circle? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a fire circle. Or it's a fog a circle. It's fog. How does how does the circle work? Do you like? Are you just trying to be the last survivor alive? Yeah, or? you're just trying to be the last one alive. All right, but you inevitably die regardless. No, no, you're just the last one alive. But how do you how survive the killers? They they win. It's fine. Don't worry about them. <laughs> you just want killers to win more. Um. Okay, that's. It's a, a weird one. I feel like yeah, you didn't think it all the way through. No, I had uh, ten seconds uh, to think about this. Yeah, well, yeah. like you could take some more time. Okay. You know, like it's it's not like we're in a rush. Um, clearly, Tetris is already a thing, so uh, I guess that one's out that we know. I'd love to see like a um, like an RTS battle royale. I reckon that'd be pretty interesting. Mm. Be pretty difficult to manage correctly, but uh, it'd be interesting. You could like roll around maybe like imagine command and conquer generals battle royale where you're just like you're tracked you're the tractor like the the building tractor yeah. right and you roll around trying to find the like the loot is money mm-hmm. but you can also find like units in the loot and that's how you're able to build certain units so when you like you roll around and you find like uh infantryman and that's then you can build infantrymen right suddenly yeah and you build the barracks, you, and then you can pump those dudes out and send them out to go loot and stuff. And uh, there's obviously 99 other RTS players all at the same time in the world. They'll probably be, be the biggest map of all time, hmm. wouldn't it? Um, I mean, yeah, that'd be good. Like I, I feel like we've still got... I, I think Ubisoft is going to have something up their sleeve for, for a Battle Royale game. They haven't done anything yet. Um, Activision's... What if, they, what if they pivoted one of their games... What if they pivoted that fucking Skull and Bones game, the pirate ship nah, one, into a battle royale? That's that's definitely coming out. <laughs> Just make it a battle royale, pirate Easy royale. Easy peasy. Yep. Um, there actually was 
sort of one. It was more King of the Hill than Battle Royale, but um, yeah, I don't know. Battle Rights got a Battle Royale. Uh, Junglist is obsessed with it. He plays it fucking almost daily, I believe. Uh, we caught up when we were watching the UFC the other week. Right, yeah. And he was still talking about it. Um, talking about how you can respawn people and how Apex didn't invent that and blah, 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 blah. Um, he's salty because nobody plays his dumb game. Um, like, I feel like, yeah, we're, we're obviously on this point where Battle Royale is a big thing, but yep. we go through these trends all the time. I mean, oh yeah, it happens. It happened with Minecraft. It it'll happen five years from now when Fortnite is not the next big thing. It'll be something else. We just don't know. Yeah. I mean, if we knew what those things were, we wouldn't be sitting here. We'd be rich. <laughs> That's true. Um, what about Smash Bros. Battle Royale? I don't like and Smash Brothers as it is. So. Neither do I. But I think it'd be entertaining <laughs> to watch. Uh, yeah, just slowly, like, the map gets smaller and smaller and they get crammed in closer and there's 99 fucking characters. Mm. That'd be pretty good. Because Smash Bros. Uh, is one of those things where if you take more damage, you, you're just losing. So it'd just be 100 people jumping around, not trying to fight each other. That's true. That would still be interesting. Okay. You'd have to, you'd have to like, get into the circle somehow, though. So, mm. see what I'm saying? All right. Good question, Firestorm. Uh... Yeah, like Battle Royale is definitely a bit of like the flavor of the month, but I don't, I'm happy, like it's better than when it was fucking MOBAs because I don't play MOBAs, so every other fucking game being a MOBA was inherently uninteresting to me, but I love Battle Royale, so it works fucking sweet. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. Anyway. And that's the show. Good stuff. All right, you can find us on iTunes, Android, Windows Store, Spotify, all of those good places uh, under the gap of the GA podcast. If you search for those things, you should find us. Um, if you get a chance, please rate or review the show. It helps other people find it as well. And um, it populates the, the feed. And then, like, we're on lists and things like the top podcast. And people go, what's that? Which is what we are. All the time. Yeah. Uh, if you want to send us questions like Daniels or Firestorm, you can go to our email page, which is the G, the GA podcast at gmail.com, sorry, uh, through email, or you can do it the old way, which is the GA slash discord. Sorry, the current way. I'm mixing up all my words. And, uh, the discord page has a bunch of different things on there, like chats and, uh, voice chats and questions. You guys were talking about like Apex Legends, I feel like, recently. We do talk about that a lot, yes. There was a bunch of things going on during the week. I haven't caught up on a lot of it because I've been busy flying around and whatnot. Um, but that's cool. You can find us on social media as well. Facebook.com slash GA Podcast. Twitter.com slash GA Podcast. You can go to our YouTube page, which is the com slash YouTube. And Spotify is the com slash Spotify, if you want to find us on there. Um our YouTube page this week will have a bunch of Rainbow Six Siege content. I'll put a, put up some videos from me uh, playing a new map out back and um, playing new operators, Gridlock and Mozzie. Um, maybe some Apex Legends stuff, depending on if I've got anything queued up. I can try and find some. But cool. We'll see. I think that's it. Yeah, that's probably about it. You can also go to our website, which is thegapodcast.com. It's got all the links to things we just talked about, including past episodes of the show. And uh, that is all thanks to our Patreon members. If you want to help support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash gapodcast. And um, we've got a bunch of different tiers up there. 
you maybe get the, the podcast early if it's um mm. if we can do that sometimes we can't sometimes we can't put it up yeah too early embargoes Luke's being lazy so many reasons usually it's up early if we record <laughs> on like a Wednesday yeah um last week it went up early in time That's with true. the crackdown um embargo yep. so I put that up on the Patreon right as it went live there you go solid yep um, in saying that, if you want to check out some of my things, you can go to Survivor.com. I had my Crackdown 3 review go up. Uh, you can go read that. It was very nice. below average, that game. Yeah. Um, you can. I saw someone gave it a 9.5 or a 9 on Metacritic. Like, they mustn't play games or something. I do, yeah, that's, that, that shit's crazy. Eh? That was nuts. Fucking hell. Yeah, uh, anyway. I tried to read it, and I think I just got angry reading it. It was just making me angry. Like, all, all <laughs> two, if you like good games, but fuck. You gotta understand, like, at times, I know that I'm having fun with this game. It's not a nine, though. Yeah, <laughs> that's it, right? Like, you have to be able to separate your immediate concept of fun from... Like your attempts to critically analyze something, yeah, <laughs> criticism, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So you can go to survivor.com, check out that review. I had a bunch of Rainbow Six Siege content go up, and I still got more going up over the next couple of uh, days and weeks. As I said, I spoke to um, Fnatic, that is up there. I spoke to the guys at G Two Esports who won the competition. I spoke to the creative director, executive producer, esports people, art people. Um, Everybody. So you can go to that that website, check it all out. Otherwise, that is it. Twitter.com slash Luke Laurie for social media. What about you, Job? Joby Jojo. No, that's no it. work? Not no. exciting? Uh, go read Nate's rainbow stuff on redbull.com. Yep. Uh, and we'll have some more Overwatch stuff uh, this week as well. A really good piece from a dude called Harry, who uh, talked to all the Aussie Overwatch pros, if you care to read that. Nice. Check it out. Awesome. That's it. We're done. Uh, next week, I'll be able to talk about Trials Rising. Uh, I've got that. Uh, did- Trials. Oh. Trials Rising. Oh. Yeah. How the fuck? What? How do I get it? Damn it. Ask them for a code. Okay. Um, uh, Metro, have you played any Metro? I take it not because no. no. I heard it's very good. I would like to be proven wrong about mm. that game. Yep. But I don't have a code. I've heard it's very good as well. Yeah. Uh, there's another game I can't talk about yet. Uh, yep. And we, that's we'll it. go from there. Cool. That's yep. it. Thanks everyone for listening. Thanks to all our patrons. I forgot to say it earlier because I was. Look, send me the fucking. That, Tetris 99 might be the best battle royale yet by Eurogamer and it is fucked. Oh my god. Like, you can like a game, champ, but it's not a fucking battle royale. Oh, shit. Anyway. Anyway. Shouldn't have fucked sent me the link. I made him angry. Yep. Angry dump my blood. Alright, see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.